warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 348. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Jake. Yeah. I don't know, man. What's up, dude? I like the cadence that you had in the intro this week. I know, man. That was something that, um, you know, I haven't been working on this week. It was kind of just like, uh, that was off the cuff, my man. I liked it a lot. It was very nice. That very was smooth. A, I know. Smooth. Smooth. Are you a fan of creamy or chunky peanut butter? I like both, but. Gun to my head, I like the chunky more. Oh, so you like, you like, yeah, the chunky. Do you think, oh man, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Fuck. Yeah, if I'm dipping crackers in, I think I like the creamy better. Yeah. But as a sandwich, I want the chunky. You want the chunky in the sandwich. Oh man. Remember chunky, the, the uh, fucking candy bar? Yeah, they're disgusting. We talked about these on a previous podcast. They got they're like ra- chock full of fucking raisins. They got raisins in them. Oh. Fuck off with your raisins. What the fuck yeah. are you trying to poison us with raisins? I love those California raisins commercials, but on the flip side, it's like, fuck, man, I ain't, you can't make me eat a fucking raisin. No, no, I'll, I'll listen to you sing some CCR, but I'm not going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, this is fun. Yes. I'm telling you, this is right now, this is a top five episode right now. Just what we, what, just what we put out so far, Jake. All right. Well, it's been a good show. I'll catch you guys later. I do. We should just end it now. This is, <laughs> this is, that's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, guys, we, uh, we recorded a uh, bonus tenant and Mulan episode. There will be a timestamp for tenant. So if you've seen Tenet, but you haven't seen Mulan, 
I will give you a timestamp for Tenet for our bonus episode, so check that out. Anyway, we are not alone. We are joined by past guest June. Welcome, June. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're good. <laughs> Sorry. We're good. Hi. I'm trying to get the trying to get the dog. The dog is being. Hey. Go to sleep, please. Go to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I don't dealing with like a baby. I don't think yelling at the dog go to sleep is going to help. I took him on a five mile <laughs> walk today. Like it. This a, normally when I take him on long walks, it'll he tires out. He is full of energy. Oh, just go to sleep, please. Give him a beer or something. <laughs> I know, right? He gets a shot of whiskey. <laughs> oh, no animals were given any fucking spirits <laughs> during the recording of this episode. No animals were getting drunk. <laughs> Except Jude's. Uh, yeah. Oh. We're also joined by Michael Winkler. Welcome back, sir. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, apparently we're getting June's dog fucked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Better drill. I got some really nice there. dog tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, how's every, how's everybody doing? Well, doing well. Well, wow, Descriptive. stupendous, stupendous. <laughs> we got a stupendous. What the fuck? How are you gonna how are you gonna one up that one, June? I mean. I don't know. Phenomenal. I, I've been, I can't. Phenomenal. <laughs> I've been phenomenal. Fabulous. How about that? Fabulous. <laughs> How about that? I've been shitty. How about that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> been hating life. Debbie Downer. <laughs> been I want to be the Debbie Downer. I do. I've been hating life. No, I'm kidding. Um, I bought, I bought, um, we're going to jump into the content. It's, trust me, guys, it's lackluster this week. But I, I bought a, Jake, I bought an HD antenna for my TV because I wanted to like watch like, you know, you got like the me TV, you know, mm-hmm. and you can watch like all the old shows and shit like that. And then I wanted to watch Sven Gooley, but he, he, he fucking does his show when we record these episodes. Quite the conundrum. Oh, that fucking sucks. I know, quite the conundrum. But, check this out. There's another channel called Antenna TV. Have you heard of Antenna TV? I have not. What's what's its mm-hmm. name? Antenna yeah. TV has all these old shows, too. And for the past two nights, I've watched at 10 o'clock Central Time, they show old Johnny Carson episodes. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Like the first night it was a 1987 episode and last night it was Johnny Carson and Rodney Dangerfield. And it was from 1974. And I kid you not, fucking Johnny had this green shag carpet and he was wearing like this insane fucking suit. Like this, I don't know, it looked like the interior of like, it looked like a, it looked like, it looked like couch upholstery from like the 70s. And that was like his suit. It was crazy. It was like, uh, what, what, what is that shit that they call? Um, oh fuck, I can't think of like the, it's all square and boxy, argyle. It almost looked like an argyle suit. Crazy. Looking at Johnny in the 70s. Yeah, I'd love to watch some old Carson. I, I don't think I've seen Carson since he was on the air. Oh, it was, oh man, it was so good. It was so good. And then like, he, he had, you know, Doc come out who was like the music guy and, uh, he had these tomatoes and he was like, Doc, 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 these came from your garden. 
and they were talking about Doc's tomatoes. It was a whole, th- I was like, this, I can't believe I'm watching this. This is so weird. And I was, I was, I was watching Johnny talk to Rodney Dangerfield. I was just like, I am watching two dead people talk to each other. <laughs> Everybody on this fucking show is dead. Everyone talking is dead. All the audience members. All the audiences dead. All dead. But I was watching. They did. I did. I never even knew that this show existed. I used to watch like Three's Company in uh, syndication when I was a kid. John Ritter did a show after Three's Company. It ran for one season. He played the same character of Jack Tripper, and it was called Three's a Crowd. Oh, I've heard of that show, but I've never seen it. They play it on Antenna TV. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I watched an episode, and he was like, we're going to get to the regular content, I swear, people. I fucking swear. I fucking swear. Just bear with me. But, yeah, you'll um, be sorry when we do. So you'll be sorry. Down. Yeah, this is, the, this is the best shit in the episode. But, man, oh, his physical comedy was so good in this episode. He was, like, working at a hibachi grill, and it was fucking hilarious. But anyway, um, I've been watching a lot of Perfect Strangers at night before I go to bed. (laughs) And I, like, went down a rabbit hole. Have you ever heard of the Perfect Strangers unaired pilot? Mm -mm. Instead of the actor that they got for Cousin Larry... They originally had the original cousin Larry was Louis Anderson. Oh, that's bizarre. Were you able to watch this? I somebody says that it's out there, and he does talk about it in an interview on like a like a Tonight Show kind of show. I can't remember. It was the Pat Sajak show. You remember oh what? God. Do you remember when Pat Sajak had his own talk show? I sadly do. There's a clip of fucking Louis Anderson. One of the actors that was on uh, Perfect Strangers, one of the girlfriends of, like, I think it was Larry's girlfriend on that show. She was on there the same night that Louis Anderson was, and they talked about his unaired pilot. Some people said that they've seen it. I've never seen it, but they said that the chemistry didn't work between Bronson Pinchot and Louis Anderson, so they recast with, uh, what's his name, Mark Wilhenny or whatever the fuck his name. I can't remember what his name is. Mark Linney something. I don't know. But, man... Uh, I would, I do it. I would fucking love to see that unaired pilot with Louis Anderson. Yeah, that's one of those things where people are probably just saying they've seen it too. Yeah, you know, like it, it may never have even saw the light of day. But yeah, no shit. You know how urban legends go. Yeah. Tomorrow on Antenna TV, they're playing Silver Spoons. Oh, that's a classic. Good old Ricky Schroeder. I was on Scenic Cast. I want to let everybody know I was on episode 198 of Scenic Cast, and we went down some rabbit holes. But Silver Spoons related, and I brought this up on the episode. I worked with a guy that said he had met Alfonso Ribera, who played, you know, Carlton in uh, Fresh Prince. And then he was also in, uh, he played uh, Alfonso. He played, I think, the same character. He had the same name in the show, but on Silver Spoons. And he said he met him. This guy that I worked with was like super into go-karts and apparently he was like, he was like, he was like, Alfonso Rivera is super into go-karts. And like, I never looked it up online to see if it was true. And I brought it up on the podcast and apparently it's 100% true. Hmm. That's crazy. Like he collected them or he was just into riding them. He's into racing them. He's into go-karts. He might collect them for all I know, but 
I worked with a guy that was like, Alfonso Rivera is like super into go-karts. And like, I'd never looked it up to see if he was telling the truth because like in my world, I just wanted to believe that Alfonso Rivera was super into (laughs) go-karts. And one of our listeners like looked into it and found out that it's 100% true. I I just Googled it myself in the first hit to YouTube video. Alfonso Rivera is super into go-karting. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Did you guys, we're gonna get, we got an iTunes review. Do you wanna do the iTunes review? No, no. Let's talk about whatever you were gonna say there. Did you hear about the, okay, let me read this article. The Oakland, okay. There was a, did you hear about the naked guy in the Taco Bell drive-thru? No. <laughs> did you guys hear about this? No. <laughs> Alright, here it is. The Oklahoma City Police Department responded to a Taco Bell in the 1000 block of South Meridian Saturday night, just before 9 o'clock p.m., in reference to a call about a man going through the drive-thru naked. According to police reports, Christopher Sale, 61, was in his vehicle in the drive-thru completely naked. Sale paid for his order at the restaurant and then reportedly asked the employees for an additional taco. One of the employees was not comfortable with this, and another employee gave him the additional taco when he then asked for more sauce. Still. <laughs> wow. Still Dude, not. He was fine. Just go away. Yeah. <laughs> just, just give him the sauce. Yeah, just. <laughs> sale, sale asked for napkins after receiving the sauce and then eventually left the drive-thru only to come back and ask for more sauce for his food. <laughs> <laughs> when police were able to detain Sale, he told them that he was hungry and that all of his clothes were in the washer. He also stated to the police that, quote, he didn't know it was against the law to drive naked. So, yeah. Guy, dude, I'm telling you, like, I honestly think that the grilled cheese burrito that they have is worth driving there naked. I would totally do it for that grilled cheese burrito. Did you have the grilled cheese burrito? Mm Mm-mm. Oh my god. So good. You had it? Oh yeah. Jesus Christ, that thing was good. Jake, it, it was, it was so a, good. it was, it was a fucking burrito, man. And on the outside of it, it had grilled cheese on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not doing much for me. Sorry. Fuck you, June. Oh my god, it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those things where it's like, because typically at Taco Bell, if you don't eat it, like right when you get it, it kind of loses the appeal. So uh, you'd go for like tacos or uh, crunch wrap. You can eat it like on your way home. That thing, I opened it up and I was like, no way. There's no possible way I can eat this in my car. Oh, I ate it in my car. Super messy. <laughs> well, it's just like because it's grilled cheese on the outside of the burrito, so it's just fucking like grease yeah. everywhere. I took off my clothes and ate it in the car. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, dude, that's illegal. I wanted the, I wanted the full experience. <laughs> I feel like it only became illegal for you know Mr. Sale letting it all sail. It only became illegal when he went through the drive-through. I don't think driving naked is legal. Dude, it's got to be illegal to drive naked. You're not exposing yourself. You're you're in a fucking <laughs> – you totally – how did you get in the – well, did he – he had to have gotten in the car naked. He had a garage. Yeah, let's say if you have a garage to your house, but 
I mean, unless you have super tinted windows. What the fuck? You can't tell me that a fucking. I, I'm no. I'm curious about this. Is it? Hey, God, I'm googling this because I'm really curious. You can't tell me that a fucking car is the equivalent of wearing a pair of pants. <laughs> but like showing people that you're naked, which him going through the drive-through, I think, is where you cross the line. What if you get into the car fully clothed and then you spill a bunch of shit on your pants and get and naked? Yeah, and then get naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good loophole, right? Dude, I don't even think you need a loophole. I don't think it's illegal, man. I think it is illegal. I, it's it's public inde- indecency. Yeah. When does like, it- I'm not condoning this behavior. I'm just saying, like, like theoretically speaking, if you're if you want to go on like a midnight naked drive, I, I don't think you're hurting anybody if you don't show anybody. Um, oh, it just have the urge to go on a midnight naked drive. <laughs> why, like, why are you putting yourself above other people? You know what I mean? Oh, like I get the argument against it. I'm just trying. Oh, to I, need, I need, I need, I need the for full sales. I need, I need, I mean, you know, the freedom. I need the, I need the cold night air, like you know, whipping against my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Who does it? It would be freeing though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That would be a weird experience. I would like, I would like to kind of know what it would feel like to drive naked. Yeah, that's, I always feel like a rebel when I drive without shoes on, and that's like next level, just completely. Yeah. Naked. When your bare foot hits that pedal, you're just like, holy shit. Oh, oh yeah, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you feel those ridges on the bottom of your foot, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> so I think I think the reason why it might be illegal is that um a road, highway, and or street is considered a public place. And therefore, even if you're in a vehicle, you're on you're driving on a public space. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. What about being driving naked in a motor home? Yeah, because that's a domicile. Mm. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Now we found a loophole. Yeah. That's private property. Yeah. On public property. Because, like, dude, like, I'm in my house, man. If I want to get naked in my house, that's totally cool, you know? But this is a house that you can take out on the road and you can get totally naked in. I don't know, man. I think we found, I think we found a loophole. (laughs) Let's get, let's get a mobile home. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Let's get a mobile home and just fucking get naked and drive around the country. This will be the next PCL contest. Everybody get a mobile home. Oh my God. Drive naked until you get a con, until you get a ticket. Oh shit. We (laughs) we do have another contest. I got to let people know about that one. Oh, but listen, uh, listen, I'm on, uh, episode 198 of Scenic Cast. So download that episode. We talk about the Megan Fox movie Rogue. I highly recommend listening to it. Even if you haven't seen the fucking movie, I think our banter is fucking hilarious. We had a great time talking about that. And then American Pickle and we talk about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And then I'm on episode 40 of uh, My One Black Friend, My One White Friend with Chris Eaton. So listen to both those podcasts. Give them a download. We do have a contest. I want to like, What was our last one? The King of Staten Island one? Yes. We do have a new contest. And uh, this one 
we're not giving out a movie. Guys, you have a chance now to win uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the PS4. And this is this is going to be only for the U.S. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you live in in England or if you live in Canada or if you live outside the you know the the U.S. This is only for U.S. Um, but uh, this is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two in one epic collection. It's rebuilt from the ground up in incredible high definition. All the pro skaters, levels, and tricks are back and fully remastered. Um, break skateboarding boundaries. Show off your own style and be part of the next generation of skaters and creators with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Skate is the legendary Tony Hawk and the full pro roster. Listen to songs from the era-defining soundtrack. Hit insane trick combos with the iconic handling of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series. You can play all the original modes and go head-to-head with local two-player modes. Show off your style and creativity with upgraded Creative Park and Creative Skater features. Compete against players from around the world in multiplayer modes and leaderboards. But uh, yeah, this is a complete remastered uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And I am able to give out five free copies to winners. All you have to do is the day that this episode drops, I'm going to have a... Um, I'll have a tweet, Jake. How's that sound? A tweet and a Facebook post about this, that, that this game is available now. And I believe it's available on like the PS, the PS4, the Xbox, PC, all that stuff. But it's available now. You can get it now. But if you retweet our tweet and send me a screenshot of, uh, that you shared it on Facebook or you retweeted it, just like we did on the last one, send me the screenshot to, uh, how about this? Comments at popcultureleftovers.com with the subject Tony Hawk. I'll put you in the drawing and we'll have the drawing next week on the next episode and we'll find out who the winners are. Oh man, that's, that's exciting. What a great prize. These, these games are legendary. Uh, just thinking about it and the songs that are in these games just like gets me so hyped, man. All the primus and, Fucking Power Man 5000 and oh, Dead God. Kennedys and Bad Religion. Oh, man. The soundtrack, like, fucking was my life for this game. I saw Power Man 5000 in concert years ago. That's awesome. Fucking Rob Zombie's brother. Is it his half-brother? Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact relation. Something brother. Yeah. Oh, man. I fucking, yeah. So, yeah, this is an awesome game. And, um... Really? What did you, th- so yeah, do, definitely, definitely get in on this contest if you own a PS4 and you wanna, you wanna own this game, try to get a chance to own it for free. So, uh, yeah, send me, uh, send me the screenshots to comments at popcultureleftovers.com and we'll find out if you're a winner next week and we'll be giving out five copies of this amazing game. I'm excited to be able to um give people the opportunity to win these contests. This isn't the last contest. We're going to have uh contests coming up an, uh, later on this month that we'll get into. I might have another contest next week that we'll get into as well. So um excited to talk about that but uh yeah it's pretty cool. Jake, what do you think about like um are you did you pre-order like these um the new Mario stuff like the Mar- what are they like remastered Mario games? 
for the Switch? Yeah, you know, I, I'm I don't really believe in pre-ordering these days. I feel like ever like not since Grand Theft Auto Vice City has the game actually sold out anywhere. <laughs> but um, I'll be there day one for that game, though. I'm super hype. It's um, I've been waiting for Mario 64 remastered for over a decade. What is it? The, but the, there's like the the Super Mario 3D All Stars or whatever they're calling it. Didn't they say that that's going to be like the it's going to be only available for a limited time? Yes, it comes out September 18th, and then almost like the old Disney Vault animated movies, I think on March 20th, they're taking it off the shelf. So, if, And they're going to have physical versions of it, but you just have to buy it in that window, and then mm-hmm. it's not going to be available anymore. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I'm, It makes me want to get a Switch just for the... Because I love the Mario yeah. games, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's oh, badass. Man. I think, like, like Jake was saying how, like, um, you know, like, uh, pre-ordering and lining up at midnight, it, it's all become, like, obsolescent because you have your digital copies and the stores get so many that you don't have to wait in line anymore. But, like, I remember, like, fondly, like, waiting in line for a new game coming out and, like, I don't know, it just brings back awesome memories when a new game comes out you go and get that bad boy i remember in like it's awesome i remember waiting in line naked for new games (laughs) 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 yeah that that, you would you would definitely get arrested for that so don't and i don't need to say i didn't leave with red dead redemption 2 oh no did you see any yeah. of the other Mario announcements? They're going to have what they're calling Super Mario Brothers 35, where it's the original 8-bit Super Mario Brothers, and 35 people play at the same time. And every time you kill an enemy, it goes into someone else's game, and you try to be the last Mario alive. Oh, I can't wait to fucking play that. And that's free. You just have to own a Switch and be online. Okay, so like you're playing it like on a server with other people. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be able to see everyone else. It'll be just like Tetris 99. You'll be able to see everyone else's screen, like on the left and right of your main screen mm-hmm. and all the enemies that you're sending over to them. Uh, oh, so it's kind of like, oh, cause I was thinking like, how could you fight the enemies if the, you know, the enemies are like Goombas and all that stuff, but you're on a screen beside somebody and you like turn. No, you're on, you're on your own individual Mario Brothers screen. And it's the same timing and layout as Mario Brothers, but when you kill something, it adds an extra Goomba. If you kill a Goomba, all of a sudden there's a Goomba that you never knew about in the original Mario Brothers game, just in your game. Oh, wow. So you just increase the amount of bad guys in the other players' screens as you kill wow. bad guys. Why hasn't like Nintendo made um, a Goomba Roomba that will clean your floors? <laughs> <laughs> That's I would buy that yesterday. Dude, you're like I don't know if it's I don't know if you'll be able to find it on like Google or something. But my buddy was in a fraternity and they made a uh, Roomba and they put like a mushroom head and like an angry face and they made a Goomba Roomba. Shut the fuck up! You're making that up. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, I'll like I'm dead serious. Going to look on my old phone and find it for you. Sounds like you're on Shroombas. Dude, I don't even, are you see? <laughs> no, I'm gonna do that. To, no, I'm doing that to my Roomba, and it'll scare the dog even more because he hates this thing. Can imagine if it had like the mushroom head and angry eyes? Like, I think he would flip the fuck out. Ah, uh, they, 
they went all out for the 35th anniversary of Mario. Next year is Zelda's 35th anniversary, so I'm hoping that means we're going to get the same treatment and get like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and all of those like for a special limited HD release. Dude, I finished that fucking high score series on Netflix. So good. Dude, that Doom episode was fantastic. Oh, yeah, it really was. I lo- oh my god, it was amazing. I love that Doom episode, but I, but I also like, um, and I talked about this on Cinecast, but like the fact that Mortal Kombat, and I did not know this, but it makes so much sense that Mortal Kombat, they originally asked Jean-Claude Van Damme, the actor, the martial artist, to be a character in that game. He said no. Ugh. So and, dumb of him. That's and, so dumb. Like looking back now, he's like, "Oh, that's so much money." <laughs> but in, he'd be a, it's not even the money. It's he'd be immortalized. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but only people our age even knows who the fuck Jean Claude exactly. Van Damme is these days. And right. had he said yes to Mortal Kombat, the whole world would still know who he was. And here's the thing, though: it's like they still base that character of Johnny Cage. On the Hollywood on, actor, they they wanted yeah. to they wanted to get Jean Claude Van Damme, the Hollywood actor, entered into the tournament. He said no, so they created a character called Johnny Cage, who is a Hollywood actor in the tournament <laughs> that still does the splits and punches people in the nuts, just like Jean Claude Van Damme did in his films. And what's ironic about all of this is the fact that he turned that down and said no, and then was involved in a shit movie called Street Fighter Two, yeah, or I, Street I Fighter. If the Street Fighter was like a slap in the face of like the Mortal Kombat stuff. It reminded me of I don't think I don't know if it was a slap in the face. I think it was like his way of like trying to cash in on like, oh I fucked up the first time. Let me get in on this. Yeah, because and, then they made a version of the Street Fighter game with that him used the yes. actual actors that actually had him as yep. a fighting character. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I I think it reminded me of um of uh, Sean Connery when he kept turning down these amazing roles and didn't because he didn't understand the scripts. Sean Connery was they originally wanted Sean Connery for um, the Lord of the Rings movie. They wanted him to play Gandalf and mm-hmm. he, he did. Yep. Oh, wow. He said yep. no. They wanted Sean Connery to be the uh, the original Morpheus in The Matrix. <sighs> and, he, and he said no because he read these scripts and he just didn't understand like what the what the draw was. And so finally he gets one of these scripts that he reads and he still doesn't get it. <laughs> and he does a movie called the league of extraordinary, extraordinary gentlemen. gentlemen. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand yeah. this one. Yeah. No, he, I think he's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to do this. Pop culture has gone a weird way. Yes. So I'm just going to jump in and do it. Yes. Uh, uh, womp, womp, and he, he waited too long and picked the wrong yep. one. Yep. Callan is just cashing checks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to... I feel like Sean Connery would have been the worst Morpheus, though. Like, that character has so much exposition to deliver, and, like, Sean Connery sometimes you can't even understand (laughs) what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. I'm glad we got Lawrence Fishburne. He was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... You know, you could actually understand what the fuck he was saying, so that really helped. Sean Connery would be kind of... Yeah, Sean Connery would get a little belligerent in all the exposition and uh, explaining that he'd have to do. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to get belligerent here in about five seconds if we don't start getting into iTunes reviews. We got one. That was mean of me to say that, wasn't it? That was mean. No. There was no reason no. for me to go. There was, No, there was no reason for me to get that angry or upset. We were having a fun conversation, and I talk about, then I, I threaten you all. <laughs> you do you. Do you, you want me to show you angry, Brian? I'll show you in five seconds, bitch. Uh, we got an iTunes review. Here's the here's the little bumper we play every week. The cute little bumper we do. <laughs> it's one star five. We don't give a fuck because we really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dubach and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. Yada yada blah blah fuck you too. These are our iTunes reviews. All right, iTunes reviews. This is this one's titled "Great Podcast," and he and he separates the word "pod" and "cast." It's two words, Jake. Yes, yes. More often than not, Aww. it is it is supposed to be one word. It this you know what this guy says? Fuck all the rules. I'm gonna drive through the drive through naked. Order a fucking taco. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your podcast. It's two words in my world. He, I, I guarantee you, this guy. Probably listen to the podcast naked right now, Jake. Nude. There's a good chance. There's a good chance. I'm sure we have some naked listeners. Yeah. If you're naked and listening, I'll give you a copy of that fucking Tony Hawk game for free. <laughs> you win. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is not. If, if anyone can do a perfect 720 naked, then I will personally buy a sixth copy of Tony Hawk and give it to you. If you can do a 69 naked, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's got to do a sixty-nine. If you can do a sixty-nine clothes. If you can do a sixty-nine clothes, yes. <laughs> Most impressive. That's fucking. That's incredible. How the fuck is that possible, Jake? I don't think it is. That's why I'm willing to buy copies of. Tony you're just Hawk getting. You're just. You're just getting fucking like a denim rug burn on your face at that point, right? <laughs> 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 You got fucking zipper scars all over your face. Also, Jake, if someone, if that really was the challenge to do a 720 naked, like you'd actually have to watch video, you know, as evidence of that. Do you really want to watch that? Yeah. I, if you can do a perfect 720 naked, I, I have no shame. I will gladly, I'll watch it more than once. All right. Just that dick flying around, but that's okay. Seems impressive to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, look at that, yeah, look at that flying dick. <laughs> Good for you. It takes off, it starts helicoptering. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, instead of Tony Hawk, I'm gonna call you Tony Cock. Jesus Christ, look at this guy. Yeah. I want the dick on a, like, a little mini skateboard also doing a seven point. <laughs> oh, that'd be, oh, like, that. like one of those finger skateboards. Oh. God. <laughs> oh. Jesus, I think me and you are more comfortable seeing Dick than June is. Dude, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is seriously, that is, that is Tony Cock right there. That is amazing. I have no desire to see that at all, so. I bet our listeners have very fine dicks, June. How dare you? How dare you, June? I, be, I believe all of our, them, I don't want to see it. I believe all of our listeners have very pretty dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, come on, Brian. There's no such thing as a pretty dick. Come on. I think, I think 
I, cocks are ugly. Dicks are. They are. Of, I sort of said, no, they all like you just, whatever you're going to call them, like they're just, they're ugly. They are. They look very they serve, like. They serve a purpose, a very good purpose, but I don't want to look at it. They look like, penises look like they were like designed <laughs> by H.R. Geiger. Like, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like. Just cobble together, like after after he designed the alien in Ridley Scott's movie, he designed the male I mean, penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. sounds like Geiger. It totally does. H.P. <laughs> yeah, Lovecraft was the original creator, and they said, "No, no, 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 buddy." <laughs> yeah, this uh, great podcast. Two se- two separate words here. It's five star. <laughs> and it's from uh, Chili Pepper Skulls 26. Man, I love that name. Wow. What? Really, go back. Rewind. What? <laughs> it comes from Chili Pepper Skulls 26. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Chili Pepper Skulls? Chili Pepper Skulls 26. Yeah, that's good. I have nothing to say. I can oh make God. fun. I mean, it, other than the number. Dude, f- no, fuck the number. I love the number because here's the thing. You go to the fucking, let's say you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get some hot sauce. And you see a hot sauce on the shelf called Chili Pepper Skulls 26. You're like, that's the right amount of fucking Chili Pepper Skulls I need in this hot sauce. I'm sold. If it's yeah, chi- dig it. if it's chili pepper skulls twenty five and I see it right next to it, I'm like, no, I want twenty six. Twenty seven, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Register that. Go register that name now and make your own hot sauce. Chili pepper skulls twenty six <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Go register that name. Yeah, hot sauce so hot, it'll make your dick want to skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, chili pepper. What a dumb slogan. <laughs> I'm glad the emails come to you. <laughs> this is an items review. Oh, I just mean when you, when you get all the dick skateboarding videos. Oh, God, yeah. No, oh, yeah, I'll keep them all to myself. <laughs> ah, he goes on to, this, this goes on to say, thanks for your hard, thanks for hard. Oh, I'm just going to read it. The way it says, thanks for hard work you guys put in. It makes my day at the post office go along a lot better, especially not knowing if my job will be here much longer. Thanks, Matt. Oh, that's sad. Fuck, man. Yeah, man. That sucks, dude. We need the fucking post office, man. That's like, we need the post office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what kind of crazy person would try to close the post office? Stop it. <laughs> we need to Ooh. stop it. Jesus. <laughs> we need the post office, man. I, yeah. My heart goes out to you, man. I love all we have. Jake, this is not the only postal worker that we have listening, man. We've got a lot Wayne. over the, yeah, yeah Wayne. Wayne. And we've got a lot of postal workers. I've got, we've got, we've got quite a few iTunes reviews and emails from people over the years that are postal workers that listen to this podcast. They want to listen to something that's, uh, you know, that they can listen to for hours while they're out there on the route, man. Fucking good for them. You know, they're, we appreciate you. Totally we appreciate, appreciate you. You're fucking essential and you're fucking awesome. So thank uh-huh. you. Thank you, Matt. We were chili pepper skulls 26, Jake. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. That is like one of those like stickers that come out of the gumball machine, you know, that look like graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, How is dude. it spelt though? Is it spelled like skulls regular or is it spelled like S K U L L Z? No, it's it's regular skulls. Okay. With, a, no. with an S. Yeah. It's fucking cool, dude. This guy's badass, man. This guy's fucking awesome. Dude, imagine his post office truck's license plate is that. Chili pepper skulls, 26. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very I long. Government, I don't think the government would actually sanction that, but that would be awesome if it did. And it's super long, dude. It's very Just get long. one of those European license plates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. How about that? How about that? <laughs> oh, thank God! Yeah. All right, that, let's. You guys ready to uh, jump into good pop, bad pop? Yes. All right, good pop, bad pop. I'm gonna play that fucking bumper. I, I, Jake, I feel like we haven't done this show in like three weeks, and we just did yeah, one last week. Like we're like our training wheels just came off. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I just keep hitting the fucking ground. Yeah, this is a weird episode. Uh, good pop, bad pop. <laughs> For more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. I hate to break it to you, everybody, but I will not be talking about The Boys Season 2. Have it? I gotta do a Season 1 rewatch and I haven't started. I'm fucking slacking. Has anybody started The Boys Season 2? No. That's why, that's actually why I texted you last night, just because I completely forgot that it was dropping yesterday. What the fuck? How, could, so, you, how could you forget that the boys season two well, is dropping? Okay, well, because I was also watching, like, all the stuff they were going to do for Good Pop, Bad Pop, and so yesterday I'm like, oh shit, that's right, the boys dropped today, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't need to watch it, because I also want to do a season one rewatch. This has been on my radar for months that this season's going to be dropping. I, but here's the thing, I still fucking... I've been fucking dicking around watching too much fucking Perfect Strangers and <laughs> all this bullshit. And Family Matters, you're still watching Family Matters, right? Uh, not as much. Like I'm still, I'm still in season three. I'm telling you, I've been kind of like, I, I'm gonna get back to it, but I've been watching a lot of fucking uh, Perfect Strangers lately. Wait, how many seasons of Family Matters are there? Oh God, nine? Isn't there like nine? Oh God! Oh wow! Eight or nine? Okay. I mean, it's. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that show spanned and it spanned two networks. The final seasons on it, it was on a completely different network. And it's like twenty two episodes a season, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. And then like I mean like in the final season, like Urkel and Laura get married and then fucking Urkel goes to space. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's just weird. That is bizarre. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I need to, I need to do a season rewatch of the boys season one before I can start jumping into season two. I was like, I was thinking about season one. I, I remember a lot about it, but man, I need to do a season one rewatch. I love the boys season one. So I'm going to, I'm going to start that. I'm going to start watching that again. 
and then I'll, I will watch season two. It'll be like the Umbrella Academy again. I had to do the rewatch. And some people will tell me, like, I had people tell me, like, oh, you don't need to do a rewatch of Umbrella Academy. Well, that's you, motherfucker. That's you. Don't talk for me. What the fuck? If we're, we're out to dinner, I don't want you fucking ordering for me. Uh, yeah, and he'll have, now fuck you. I'm going to order for myself. Fuck you. You're your own person. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm my own motherfucking man. I don't need ordering for Tell me. Them. I don't care. You, you have your own agency, Brian. You can make your own decisions. Fuck you. I'm not getting the veal. You eat the fucking veal. <laughs> you like eating baby cow? Fuck you, you piece of shit. I want the beef wellington. I want a full-grown cow. I don't want to eat a little baby cow, you little asshole. Ordering hey, for me. Veal is delicious. You oh, you, you it's a it's, it's a baby cow. Okay, you just you don't think about what it is while you're eating it. You just know it tastes delicious and just forget they about just what call, it they, uh, Yeah, that's why they that's why they fucking conceal it with this name called veal, and it, exactly. they ought to just call it baby cow. I mean, it, lamb is also delicious. You just you don't think about what it actually is. That's why I don't order lamb and I don't order veal because <laughs> I do think about what it is. Because little babies. Yeah, see, if I did, then I wouldn't eat it. Little it's babies. Delicious. It's oh, so good. It's you so like good. these little babies? Like do you? And little... rabbit is. And rabbit is good too. Yeah, rabbits are cute. Oh, no, rabbit I'm not eating good. rabbit. I'm not. If I can't get it at the fucking like yeah. deli or something like that, <laughs> I ain't eating it. I ain't eating no fucking pheasant and all that shit. That gamey bullshit. <laughs> you fucking people eating this fucking weird ass fucking gamey fucking animals. Eating little babies. It's fucked up. Veal. I ain't eating no fucking baby cow. Jake, you eating a baby cow? No. You guys don't know what you're missing. It's yeah. so good. Oh, I try it. <laughs> it is so good. You're evil. You're both evil as fuck. Eat I wasn't going to say anything. And when June said it was so good, I was like, oh, yeah. They should good. call it, instead of veal, they should call it evil because you guys are fucking evil as shit. <laughs> evil. <laughs> yeah. I ain't eating no baby cow. I'll, uh, I'll rock a fucking. Oh, man. I will rock a full grown cow, though. Well, I'll do that too. Oh, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Little baby, I'll do the adult. Yeah. Oh, it'd be fucked up if she was all just about eating baby cows. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's hard for birds. Like, uh, is this veal or? Oh my gosh! Yeah, she won't <laughs> eat. She, she won't eat McDonald's unless they, uh, you, you get the McVeal. <laughs> the McVeal. It's like thirteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, June wants to eat the fucking baby cow as soon as it comes out of the mother. The mother doesn't even have a chance to bond with her baby. The June, June is basically boxing it up as soon as it comes out of the cow vagina. <laughs> June, Did I just say McFetus? Yes. <laughs> June, June wants that baby to slide out of the cow mom's vagina right onto a grill. <laughs> 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 uh, gotta have a little bit of meat on it. I grew up a little bit, so uh, I know it's terrible. I know I'm terrible. It's, it's give it three months. Hey, vegans, vegetarians, come at me. Whatever, I can take it. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go after her. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I am not about that. You will never catch me eating, eating fucking veal. Did you guys watch? Uh, who watched? I'm thinking of ending things on Netflix. I did. Yep. Uh, Jake, I know you didn't get a chance to see this one. This is the new Charlie Kaufman 
movie, the uh, director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, I, I got into Charlie Kaufman with uh, being John Malkovich. That was my first exposure to the uh, director. Um, despite second thoughts about their relationship, a young woman takes a road trip with her new boyfriend to his family farm. Trapped at the farm during a snowstorm with Jake's mother and father, a young woman begins to question the nature of everything she knew or understood about her boyfriend, herself, and the world. An exploration of regret, longing, and the fragility of the human spirit. So, yeah, like I said, I'm thinking of ending things. is directed and written by Academy Award winner Charlie Kaufman, and it's inspired by Ian Reid's best-selling namesake novel. Stars Jesse Buckley from Taboo, Jesse Plemons from Friday Night Lights, and a bunch of other shit. Tony Collette, most recently from Knives Out, uh, and uh, David Thewlis from um, Harry Potter. Um, Winkler, what'd you think about? Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh man. Um, okay, so. First of all, I want to say Jesse Clemens and Jesse Buckley together, Jesse Squared, if you will, were fucking awesome. Uh, I just want to put that out there. Um, they were awesome together. The acting in this movie was out of this world. Uh, I just want to say it up front. Whether you were understanding what was going on or not watching this, the acting, the camera work, the um, the writing, like everything was so like – so good that the uh, almost like dreamlike confusion that you feel watching this movie almost makes sense. So during this movie, you get so many, um, so much dialogue between characters, and then it gets repetitive at times. People call each other different names at times. You're in different locations at other times. It's kind of all over the place. And it's kind of for the um, viewer to make sense of all that. And I really enjoyed it my first watch. And at the end, I just had to do a second watch. Because there's just a lot in this movie that's happening Um I mean, it's a, it's a long movie. I think it's like two and a, two hours, 20 minutes. And, um, it, everything, all the scenes are drawn out, but all the dialogue is happening so quick that you, you miss things to a certain degree. And, um, yeah, the main character is Jake, who's Jesse Plemons character and his girlfriend who doesn't have an actual name in the movie. She keeps getting different names. Uh, they go to visit his parents, and when they get up there, it becomes a whole different movie. So, like, I know Kaufman has his quirks, like Eternal Sunshine is one example. But uh, this, for me, was more of a study of human interaction and how people remember things and interpret different situations to each person. And uh, it's all right to be lost in this movie. Um, I was... Maybe that's just a me thing, but I was lost a few times. It's okay, because that'll happen with movies like this. Um, I'm not sure I would have picked Netflix to put this, because it's kind of a niche marketplace for this movie. If um, somebody saw the trailer, they might think it's, oh, it's a thriller or, or a horror or, a, you know, like a dark movie. But uh, that's not what you get. You get a uh, 
a drama, comedy, musical, thriller, everything just wrapped into one. So it's definitely a wild ride. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a taste it. Uh, yeah. What'd you, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about a lot of what you said and, um, I'm curious to hear what June has to think about this one. What'd you think? So I, I top aware of this. I, I love John, uh, being John Malkovich is one of my favorite movies. Um, I just, I remember I watched that in college because, um, in Clemson, we used to have like a dollar theater where we would get movies like in that phase between like when they are no longer in the theater, but not yet released on at the time, uh, DVD or video. And so you'd get these movies. So we just, my friends and I, one random night went and watched this movie being John Malkovich and it was fucked up and it was weird. And I fell in love with it. This movie was, I felt it was pretty insane. Um, it is uncomfortable. Like this movie makes, it, it brings you in. Like you almost feel like you're sitting there like with the characters and it's so uncomfortable. There's so many cringe worthy moments, but it's, I don't know. That's this what I loved about it, though, is that I just felt in the movie. I felt like I was a part of it, and yeah, it's confusing. And Michael's right; like you don't really know what's going on. And then at the ve- and then it ties up at the very end, and there is a twist because you have some stuff happening where it's like this is completely unrelated to what's going on with. You know, the two with the couple and meeting, um, you know, Jesse Plumman's parents and like there's other stuff happening. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, why are these two things in this movie? But, but the last 20 minutes in, it does come together and there is like a, there's a twist and, and I liked the twist. And so, um, yeah, definitely a Tupperware for me. So. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll just give my rating. I'll give it a taste it. Um, I love being John Malkovich. It's one of my, favorite movies as well. Um, it's very quirky. I, I, I love that movie. I think everybody <laughs> is fantastic in it from John Malkovich and, and, um, Cameron Diaz is fantastic. And, um, John Cusack. It's just, it's a great movie. This is, I mean, I get lost in the conversations that they have. A lot of this is like watching Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, their characters kind of like just talking on this kind of like road trip, um, to and from, like his parents' house. And, um, I get lost in the conversation. There's a moment when they bring up, um, uh, a book called a supposedly fun thing. I'll never do again. And I was like, Holy shit. I own the first edition hardcover of that book. And, mm, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. And like, um, you know, like, cause the, the author is, he was born in New York, but, spent a lot, a majority of his life around central Illinois where I'm from. And so like, you know, I had a, you know, I, you know, the author of infinite jest and, and also that book is kind of crazy to like get that mention in there. Um, but, um, yeah, I, you get lost in their conversations that they have together, but I, you never know what the fuck's going on in this movie. And you're constantly guessing. It's like, why do I keep guessing? I just need to fucking turn my brain off and just watch this fucking movie. Cause you're never gonna, be, you're never gonna figure it out. And, and I a, think that's, but I think that's Charlie Kaufman. It is. I think that is, is like his thing is like, you just you need to wait until the last like thirty minutes of the movie, and then things start piecing together, and then just just let your brain. Honestly, this is one where you let your brain just not think. 
Well, even watch. Even, even even like the ending, they have you watch through the credits. There's something that happens at the very end that leaves a very ambiguous ending. You just got to listen to some of the sounds that are happening mm-hmm. in the movie. And it leaves a very ambiguous ending. Um, you know, I, this is not going to be for everybody. It's not going to be for everybody. It's it's not. Um, I'll give it a taste. I did. I like. I I think the acting was fantastic. I love Jesse Buckley. I loved her in in Taboo. That's like what I really know her from is Taboo. She was also she played a really small role in last year's Chernobyl on HBO. But I, I think she, Jesse Buckley's fucking awesome. I think she was really good in this, and it was really cool to see her work with um, Charlie Kaufman in this. But I'll give it a taste. It, and I'm telling you, it's not going to be for everybody. It is fucking long. I was just like, Jesus Christ! I, I like, at a point, I was just like, Oh my god! I, I have, I still have an hour and a half left of this fucking movie. I can't believe you watched this twice, Michael, in a in a row. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's- it was, it was tough. But like, I, I don't know. I just felt like in order for me to even like give an honest opinion about it, I just kind of had to like watch it again because on it, like I said, you know, I really like didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it feels like it does. It feels like you're watching, like, I didn't know if I was, you're introduced to certain characters that come in and out of this. And I didn't know if this was like a character, like this is like, are we inside the brain of someone who's suffering from dementia? Um, what, what is, what is happening here? What is, why are we revisiting these moments? You've got certain characters saying you can stay here and not move forward, stay in the past. And I'm just like, what is going on? It did feel very dreamlike. A lot of places, very dreamlike. There's a, there's a dog that just kind of appears and then disappears and, and, um, you know, I mean, it always keeps you guessing. I never at any point felt to myself, like, I just want to turn this off. I always wanted to keep watching, but I don't know if at the very end of it, if I felt like it was satisfying. Yeah. Like the payoff verse, like you just said, where you say like, all right, well, it's not like bad enough for me to turn it off. Yeah. But I'm also not like super into this. And yeah. then at the end, you're like, okay, well, you know, I waited all this time. And then you get how it ends and you're kind of like, ah. Yeah. I like, I mean, I, and I don't know. I, I think it's just like, again, going back to what June said, it's Charlie Kaufman. I should expect this. So. See, yeah. I felt like I was in the movie. Like, oh my God, that, the dinner scene with the parents, like, how uncomfortable is that like how i was like sweating watching me too like you're like i was like gripping like the couch like this is it it felt agonizing but not that i wanted to turn the movie off like i because i felt like i was there at the table you know like i I just got so drawn in and then all it's a very talky movie but i felt like i was in those conversations i think one of my favorite ones is when they debate about the you know um baby it's cold outside and they argue about mm. what, the, you know, and I was like, I don't know. Their conversations are fascinating. And Jesse Plummins, that guy, I, he's so great. He's so great. I love um, him. I, I have to say, uh, have you guys seen the Breaking Bad movie that they I did? Have. Yeah. Yeah. El Camino. Okay. The, the, okay. People who haven't, if you haven't seen El Camino, like this is minor spoiler, but all this has been out for like a year and a half. So. The best scene in that movie though, cause he know how he's like terrible guy, but he's so like 
on the surface very pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's when he's like, I think it's when they're going to go bury a body like out in the desert. So he's driving his truck and he's singing that song, uh, sharing Dr. the night Hook. together. Yes. But then like he's singing it and he's so happy. But then poor Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul is like in the bed of the truck with the dead body. <laughs> but like Jesse Plemons is like singing the song. I was like, his hand through this- the air and stuff. Yes. And I'm like, this guy is phenomenal. Like I, I want to see him in more stuff. I think he's, I, I, I honestly think that he's had like his trajectory, like his career has been pretty impressive from like Friday night lights and what he's done. Like if you compare his career to like who we thought was going to be like one of the bigger actors coming out of Friday night lights, we all would have guessed that Taylor Kitsch was going to be the big one. Yeah. I never would have well, guessed that so. fucking that Jesse Plemons would be a, would be a bigger actor than Taylor Kitsch. But like I, I want to see him in like big, like I think I, I mean he needs to be elevated to like you know your big Hollywood blockbusters and like your Oscar contenders. Like I, I mean he's phenomenal. I, I think he's going to be kind of. I honestly think that he will get some leading man roles, but I think he's going to be more relegated to like your character actor, kind of like a Michael Stuhlbarg or something like that. Mm. Yes, this is my opinion. And also like these kind of movies too, where it's like that like kind of quirky, the peculiar. Quirky. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, worth a watch, I, I especially it, yeah. if you're a Charlie Kaufman fan. It's worth a watch, yeah. but it, it, for every, I don't know, for a lot of people, you're just going to be like, "What the fuck? What the fuck did I just watch? Um, did I just drop acid? What the fuck is going on?" And, and it'll it. make you feel uncomfortable. Like, I mean, just for yeah. like it, it makes you tense. Yeah, it does. It totally does. Um, Raised by wolves. This dropped on HBO Max. This is an HBO Max original. Raised by Wolf centers around two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on Kepler 22b after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. This was created by Aaron Guzikowski, who's best known for writing the 2013 film Prisoners. That one is with um, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it's a fantastic fucking movie. I love Prisoners. Awesome movie. And um, and he also did the uh, 2014 series uh, The Red Road. Is is that Jason Momoa? Or am I thinking of the wrong fucking show? Nobody knows. No idea. I got yeah. No I got, got a bunch of people who don't know shit. <laughs> You unknowledgeable fucks. I don't know. I, I should have looked into it. It's I, I, just, I just yugled it. It is. You yugled it? What's a yugle? Google with a Y. Why the fuck are you... Why can't you just go to Google? Because I like to support the, uh, the smaller man. <laughs> yugle. I, I yugled it, and yeah. It, it's <laughs> you put all the bugles on your fingertips and like... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I went to... I went to... You bugled it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I know you're impressed. You shouldn't have made fun. Uh, <laughs> I hate everyone on this episode. <laughs> well, did some did somebody actually look it up, or is somebody or just are we just? No, no, no. I, I look. I looked it up. It is him. It is Jason Momoa. 
It is? It's Jason Momoa in that yes, show? Yes, 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 yes. Jesus Christ, all right. I didn't know why Winter wasn't answering you. I, I said, yeah. I, I just didn't hear you. I, oh, man. Remember when I said top five episode? Oh, I do not remember that at this point. No, yeah. and I, God, I, don't, I never anticipated. I never came to this expecting this would ever be in. Short, that was short-lived. <laughs> that was short-lived. And it was, it was actually, I was just, and I didn't mean it then. Actually, no, you did say it, and I thought you were just being sarcastic. It was. So, yeah, it was 100% sarcasm. And, but, yeah. but I was hoping maybe it would turn around. It hasn't. Oh, that it would like, that you would motivate us. Like, yeah. Sarcasm. Right. Like it would pump us up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that didn't work, Brian. No, it didn't. Well, we'll all have to go bugle the top five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not your cheese bugles, too. Mm. Doesn't the red road sound like a uh, fucking? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. Doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> I never have sex during the red road, dude. That's exactly oh. what I'm getting at, man. <laughs> it sounds yeah. It sounds like a fucking like um like one of those uh like a, like a, one of those. What was the show's called with, those, with the teenagers and stuff back in the day? True Blood? No, not True Blood. Jesus Christ. Like an after-school special? After-school special. Thank you. It sounds like uh, an after-school special about, like, Jodie Foster getting her first period or something. Yeah, definitely. It's the sequel to Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the elevator doors opening in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes I hate when I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The first two episodes of uh, Raised by Wolves were directed by Ridley Scott. He's also he also serves in, as an executive producer on this one. And um yeah, this is very 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 sci-fi. Very kind of like you basically you've got a an earth that is uninhabitable. Because of, uh, all the wars and stuff like that. And it's basically a war, uh, between, um, atheists and, um, Mithraic, uh, people that, uh, worship this, uh, they're believers in Mithraism, which was actually, I found out it's a real religion that they practice in their Roman Empire at one time in the first to third centuries. But, um, they battle each other and, and uh, the earth is now un- uninhabitable and so um the an ark was sent with the uh the religious group and then a, a small small ship was sent out with uh, two androids mother and father which had 12 human embryos on board six of them survived and they are on this planet that they believe that they can raise these humans and start up a new race without the involvement of a, of a deity, no religion on this planet. And so, um, one by one, the children are dying and there's this mystery as to whether like, and we're not going to get into too many spoilers, but I do want to talk a little bit about it. There is this mystery of these children dying and one of the androids going crazy, crazy that, uh, Ridley Scott is involved in a, in a series where androids are going nuts. That's never happened before, Jake. Um, no, no. Yeah, never We're, seen that. This is not in his wheelhouse at all. <laughs> this is totally new territory for Ridley Scott with androids going nuts. But uh, we, we, we don't know if his mother poisoning these kids uh, why are these these kids are dying one at a time and we're left by the end of this kind of like with one 
human child that's alive. But three episodes drop, three episodes drop this week. And I've watched the first three episodes. Um, June, how many episodes did you watch of Raised by Wolves? Boy, I watched one and then five minutes of the second one. Okay. Yeah, that's not telling at all. Um, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, someone's building a mystery. Um yeah. uh, Winkler, what did you did you get through the first three or Oh yeah, hundred percent. Watch yeah. all three right in a row. Yeah. Um Jake, what did you watch? I just watched the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Um June, since we pretty much know how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really not much to elaborate on. I mean, I toss it. But you know what? Keep in mind, I, I'm not a sci-fi person. Like, I'm not I, – I don't – I've actually never seen Blade Runner. Like, I, I just don't – that's not the genre that I'm into. I was just so bored with this. Like, I, I just – I struggle with that first episode. It just – it was so – I just did not care about anything – that was happening in the show or about anyone. Like I had no connection to any of the characters. And yeah. I was just bored the entire time. And then, you know, I got through the first episode and I was like, I, I'm going to try to, you know, watch another one, especially, you know, I knew the first two were directed by Ridley Scott. I was like, Hey, like I can, let me try. And, and I got like five, 10 minutes into the second one. And I said, yeah, this is just, you know what? Nope. Not for me. But that, but again, I'm, I'm not a sci-fi person, so. Okay. Um, Jake. Yeah, I, this was an absolute Tupperware for me. I thought this was <laughs> fucking exciting as fuck. I, I loved this. It was like a weird cross between like Star Trek and Prometheus. Um, I thought it was really cool. I was on the edge of my seat the entire first episode. Uh, I thought the last 10 minutes were very shocking how like, fast the pace picked up i'm really excited to see where it goes in the second and the third episode i'll have these watched by the next day i um i'm gonna jump in i want to get winkler's thoughts here in a second i'm gonna jump in and also give it a tupperware i love this i could not i okay i watched the first two back to back i took a break and watched another show but i came back and watched the third episode um Second episode, Jake, I think you're going to be shocked at what you see in the first few minutes of this, of the second episode. Like, I, I just find it fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating in that first episode that androids are going to be raising human children on this planet and, and kind of like starting over from scratch here. Um, yeah, I, the, I find the religious aspect fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And um, I don't know, like there is was the end of the first episode when spoilers for the first episode if you haven't seen it. But when I realized that you know, like we we'd seen some things in her programming. And that she didn't know that she could do. And then when she goes full necromancer, I was just, I was just like, holy shit. Winkler. Yeah. Jump in, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I mean, I'm going to follow suit. Here we go. Look, 
I love anything Ridley Scott, so it might make me biased, maybe not. This is a Tupperware of all Tupperwares of my shit lately. Like, I watched the first episode, and I couldn't get the next two down fast enough. Like, I love this show. And I know, like, androids and sci-fi aren't for everybody, but, like, they this is what's different. They bring a human element to the androids, which I thought was so compelling. And I just needed to keep watching to find out what the hell happened. Dude, the like, android mother's tears. I was like, yeah, like androids uh, don't cry, dude. And then, uh, the other android father was looking at her all confused. Like, you know, this one's special, like something's going on here and I'm here for it. Like, I wanted to see what the hell is happening. Did you think at one point in the first episode, guys, again, we're kind of in spoilers for the first episode. So if you haven't watched this, I guess jump a little forward if this is something that you were planning on watching. But did you think in that first episode, like I was thinking like, you know, we're in the first episode. I'm thinking anything could happen. I was thinking like there's a threat to mother in that first episode. Did you think that I thought that she could die? I uh, I thought she 100% was gonna. Yeah. Yes, when, when they 100%. sent when they sent that other Android model after her, you know, like if she were to it, like they said, if she intervenes, oh, I'll take care of her. And like when we get that and like that fucking thing, the he way starts it being ass. starts kicking ass, dude. And I've never seen some of like the fighting style that that thing was using the way it was fighting her. I was just like, holy shit, it's brutal. It's fucking crazy. I've never seen anything like this. This is nuts. And I thought he was fucking done for. I thought he was dude. fucking done for. And like, it took a minute to understand what was really going on when it, like when she goes full God mode, I was Ooh. like, what in the fuck? And it's one of the coolest things. It's not the only time you're going to see that in the series. Like, it's one of the coolest things when she goes necromancer. I think it is incredible. June is rolling her eyes right now this entire time, but I fucking. I actually was, I was literally like, as you, but you said roll eyes. I, I was just doing that. I felt you I'm doing like, it. Fired up Brian. talking about this. I felt you I'm doing like fired it. up, man. I loved it. When she went yeah. full necromancer yeah. and started to go, like there's, there's abilities that she has when she like does the banshee scream and you just, it's, oh. it's, there's something so badass about you it. Feel I feel that shit in your soul too when that shit goes off. I feel like there's a eventually gonna, there's gotta be like an inev- inevitable fall. For something that's 100%. so powerful. Well, it's setting it up so the sun is going to be the one to take her down. Campion. I mean, I well, feel it's like, like, well, yeah, I, like obviously there's no spoilers or anything, but like as you get to like the episode we're on, like the third episode, uh, you find out like a few more things and everything, and everything's moving along. But also the uh, the human characters, which we didn't even like talk about yet. Yeah. If, if it's cool, real quick, I just want to like bring them up. Sure. Um. This ship of humans is kind of like hovering over their planet and we meet this guy. Um, oh, I forget his fucking name in the show. I'm sorry about that. I should have been more prepared, but it's Travis Fimmel, the actor's name. He played Ragnar and Vikings. Oh, and he, he plays Marcus. Awesome. He plays Marcus in this. Yeah. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is played by Travis Fimmel. And he's Ragnar and Vikings and he is phenomenal. So it's like, I, so you have two sides here to the deck. It's like, I like the Android side of it. And, but now 
you have Marcus bringing you into the human side of it too. Yeah. Because you, yeah. he's so likable that it's like you don't know where to go. So the, I don't know, man. I'm hooked. I love it. I, I just felt like it was almost like kind of telling you what's going to happen, especially because it starts off as you hear Campion's voiceover, you know, about basically, you know, we thought we were safe with her. I don't know. What is the thing he says at the end? Like, you know, maybe it was there all along. And like, he realized at the end of the first episode, like, no, she's not safe. I, I don't know. And then the whole thing with, um, the humans talking about the believers talking about the prophecy of like the child that's going to save them all. Like, and because she is, because mother is pushing the atheist, I guess, philosophy. Like, I kind of felt like it was, you're, you're setting up. It is, and also because they're noticing right. that Camion yep. is leaning towards religion just because of seeing all of, okay, I guess we're good. Yeah, but just we seeing don't. all the suffering and the pain, like he's starting mm-hmm. to, like he wants to believe, like he wants to be religious. And so I, I kind of felt like it was setting that up. I, but here's the thing. Once you get through like the second and third episode, the prophecy of talking about the orphan child that's on an empty, that was, that's, that's on an empty planet, it doesn't necessarily mean Campion. Uh, there's, I mean, you know what? there's yeah, another, I mean, there's another, I'll go, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try watching the second episode. There's another again. child that fits that description and it's, oh. it leaves it open. So I think yeah. that there's, there's more layers to this than, than, than what just I initially that. Think. Yeah. I think this could be, if this was on HBO regular, I think this could be as big as like Game of Thrones. I think we're too soon to say that. I think that this. No, kind of, dude, I don't think. I don't think it's as accessible as Game of Thrones. Well, uh, well, Maybe right. like well, Westworld. Probably Westworld. Westworld. Yes. Trust, like okay, Westworld. Like I'm not. Trust me. I'm not like bowing down to it. Like I love it. And no, dude. It's the, the new. It's it's the new like, shiny toy, dude. It's the new shiny toy. I get you. I, I understand I, you getting excited. All right. Okay. I get you. I understand you getting excited, but like it's like Game of Thrones. Like with that, like I don't even, I don't know if Game of Thrones came out swinging like this show did. In my opinion, well, June would yeah, disagree. Had the books and stuff. Obviously, I'm being like overzealous. Sure. But I'm just saying, like I think this could be a really good show that a lot of people might miss out on if they don't have HBO Max. Is kind of what I was getting at. But I think, like I think Game this of Thrones, not- Game of Thrones got your average people into like you know like the swords and sandals kind of. Like, my sister was getting into this shit, and my sister doesn't give a fuck about, like, my sister, you're not gonna catch my sister watching a Conan the Barbarian movie, or like, Red Sonia, or something like that. But like, my sister was fucking diehard Game of Thrones. Oh. Like, it got, it my got, parents. It, yeah, it got casuals. <laughs> it got casuals into it. There was so much hype behind it, it got casuals into like, yeah. swords and sandals kind of shit, and magic and all this stuff. And like, I don't know if like, this is that show that's gonna draw in people that aren't into science fiction. We got June saying she's not into science fiction, and she's like out. So, I mean. Well, I'm not out. I will try, I'm gonna watch the second episode, especially cause it was also directed by Ridley Scott, but I have a, I have a dumb question. The whole thing, like HBO, HBO Max, and this is an HBO Max original. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I guess what doesn't make sense to me is like, why are they not the same as HBO originals? Just because, like, the HBO Go app doesn't work anymore. It's all, yeah. You have, yeah, it's HBO now turned into HBO. It's just called HBO. Okay, because, yeah, they're just too many. Well, I just don't understand, like, why is it just not, 
why do you have to differentiate between HBO Max originals and HBO originals? Because HBO originals or HBO Max are never on the actual channel. They're exclusive to the streaming service. Okay. Raised by Wolves doesn't air on HBO ever. Right. But if you have HBO, if you have an HBO subscription, though, don't you automatically have HBO Max? If you have HBO no. now, you do. Correct. No, well, I, yeah, no, you you have it if you had HBO Now, but I had HBO Regular, which you get access to HBO Go, and I didn't have HBO Max. Yeah. No, I have HBO Regular, and it gave me access to but HBO Max. But that's because you're through NBC Universal through your Comcast subscription, correct? Or, no, through I, I'm DirecTV. AT, yeah, DirecTV. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I don't have that fancy shit over uh, here. So we have Uverse, so that's why. Um, right. Okay, I guess I was just wondering, I, I guess... The way it, it is confusing, though. I feel like that whole thing's confusing. I thought that if you had HBO already, you're getting HBO Max. So yeah, it may not like air on regular like HBO, like but you could still access it through the app. You can watch. You can watch um, like Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country on HBO Max, but right, you can't watch American Pickle on standard HBO. I don't know. It's, it is weird. We're in a weird place with HBO right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna cancel one, you cancel HBO proper, and you just get HBO Max. Well, right? Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, then you get all the HBO one. properties. Exactly. Well, that and you get the DC stuff. You get all the Ghibli films. You know, so you get the, crun- and, and, the some of the Crunchyroll stuff because that's Warner Brothers. Yeah, and that's what HBO wants you to do because then they get 100% of the money and they're not sharing with Xfinity. They're not sharing with DirecTV. They're not sharing with Uverse. They want you to just drop HBO and subscribe to HBO Max. My biggest problem with all this, man, is the fact that I have to fucking go from my Roku to my PS4 to watch anything Peacock and to watch anything HBO Max. And it's a pain in the ass. Oh, because jump off your fire stick and go to my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. So it's still it's not on. It's still not on the Fire Stick or Roku. No, it's they're feuding. Yeah. Still. Yeah, it's it's it's. I would imagine. God, I would imagine Roku. I mean, that's because especially since they got rid of the HBO Go app. Like, I mean, I would imagine like you just you you negotiate. And you want the HBO Max app on your streaming device, like. That's stupid. Uh, some, uh, I don't know. Eventually, I think it'll, it'll eventually will get there, but we're not there yet. It sucks. It fucking sucks that I have to switch over because like, I hate using my PS4 remote to navigate yeah. through HBO Max. It sucks, dude. It's a pain in the ass. Like the fire stick remote is so good. It's a regular remote, dude. Yeah. Like I'm watching all these shows on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and then I need to, I'm watching this show and I'm like, oh fuck. Like I'm trying to download HBO Max. I Google it and they're like, yeah, now they're fighting still. I'm like, all right, children, like let's wrap it up. Jake, I'm Would telling you. Smart, oh, go ahead. Smart TV though. If, it, if you have a smart TV, um, like my, so in my bedroom, I have the um, app, my Apple TV. Mm-hmm. But um, out in the living room, though, like I have a Samsung Smart TV, and that I was able to download the HBO Max app. So if you have a Samsung Smart TV, you should be able to download the app. Yeah, i i have a I have a Samsung Plasma um, <laughs> from like. Yeah, it's a, it's a few <laughs> years old. So, but I, I do have a new. I have a newer Toshiba. 
but it, I don't think it has the, I don't think it has the option for HBO Max. I haven't checked. I need to check that. I've just been watching it on my PS4. I have an Apple TV. It's got all of it on one. Mm-hmm. I don't mess with any so of these problems. Cool. I mean, Apple is just like, they're like, hey man, we're, we're not about the fucking drama. We just want to make money. You want to make money? Oh, okay. Come on over. Uh, I was exactly. I was super surprised when Apple TV was available on Roku. I thought it was going to be like only on like Apple TV devices. Oh no, they're whores. They want Apple's. Money. Yeah, mm-hmm. Apple knows what's up. Apple's a fucking genuine like monopoly business. Apple if TV and be on it, they will be on it. Apple TV yep. is worth the five bucks a month, though. I'll tell you that much. Fucking Ted Lasso yeah. and Servant and oh, it's so good, so good. Ted Lasso is fucking incredible. Servant's incredible. Fucking for all mankind, amazing. I love Apple TV. I think it's fantastic. I think there's some great shit on Apple TV. And like you know, Greyhound wasn't great, but I mean, like that was a, a nice thing that got my parents to subscribe. My parents are huge uh, yeah, Tom Hanks fans. Yeah, like. The, Old people love Tom Hanks. Yes, you know what they I mean? do. They, yeah. <laughs> he no, throw some rounds out and give him a Tom Hanks war movie. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks is old people's, um, like, America's sweetheart. Oh, they love, old people love Tom Hanks. Yeah, they do. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, he's like, <laughs> he's the poster boy for the elderly. They fucking yeah. love him. So my parents fucking got an Apple subscription so they could watch Greyhound. <laughs> they, I, I don't even think they knew it was a World I War. Love it. They didn't know it was a World War II movie. They thought he was a fucking oh, bus driver. They thought he was a bus driver for Greyhound. <laughs> they didn't know it was driving a bunch of high school kids to see like Lion King on Broadway. Is Meg Man, Ryan, that is, be an, be is awesome Meg movie. Ryan, is Meg Ryan in this one? <laughs> is Meg <laughs> Ryan in this one? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your is dying. You're yelling too loud. Uh, oh, Elizabeth Shue. She's so pretty. <laughs> She's so pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, fucking Greyhound got my parents to get Apple TV. Crazy. Did That's you guys? Funny. Yeah, I tupperware the fuck out of Raised by Wolves. Love it, Jake. I'm telling you, you're gonna love the next two episodes. Yeah, honestly, I don't work till two tomorrow. I'm probably gonna watch two and three as soon as we wrap tonight. You got to. Did, did David Blaine Ascension, the balloon thing? Did you guys watch any of this? <laughs> I, 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 I did yeah. not. I read a few articles. Jake, not, not, I read an article. All you needed to do was watch like the three minute highlight thing on YouTube. The highlight reel. Did, yeah. Is that what you watched? I watched no. that. It was like three, two or oh. three minutes. It was ridiculous. That's no, when you, you told me we were talking about it, I watched a full three hour fucking thing. Shut the fuck up. Oh you did God. not. Oh yeah. Yeah. I swear to God. I, oh, okay. So I watched like, I saw, I didn't realize it was three hours, but I, I turned it on. I also thought this was like 30 minutes, right? And like 40 minutes goes by and I hit the remote and I was like, how long is this? And I just fast forwarded until like I could see like he was finally doing the thing and I was like, okay. And then I watched the last, yeah, I guess, is, like 40 minutes. So this is David Blaine, the magician. And like they fucking stramped a bunch of balloons onto his hands <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And he just, he, 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 he flew up in the air like, 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 like the visual of he kept talking. I was listening to him on Rogan. He was talking about this. him. I'm telling you. Um, I know everybody hates Rogan. Rogan. He's just the Mr. Toxic masculinity. Everybody hates Rogan. 
Everybody hates. I love Rogan. Rogan. I don't give a fuck. I'll listen to Rogan. This depends on like who he is uh, as a guest or whatever. I I listen to Rogan. I don't give a fuck. Just do your thing. If you, you know what I mean? Don't judge people. Just say, just do your thing. Listen to whoever you want to fucking listen to. But it depends on the guest. I, I don't listen to his MMA episodes or any of that shit. But man, if he has like somebody on that I'm interested in hearing, I'll fucking, I'll listen to Rogan. And he had David Blaine on. And I couldn't believe it, how, like, David Blaine's so monotone when he does his fucking, like, uh, magic acts. Like, he did, you know, street magic and he did all these other, um, these other specials. And he's so monotone. And, uh, I've said it before, like, he does, like, the most, um, some of the most amazing things I've ever fucking seen. And he does it in such, like, he, his delivery is so monotone when he does it. But when he was on Rogan, he's a completely different guy. He was, like, so animated and so, like, happy to talk about magic. Loves magic. Has a love for, like, all the old magic, like, Houdini. And just, like, he's very childlike when he talks and so animated when he talks. He gets so excited. When he talks, I, 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 I couldn't believe that I was listening to David Blaine. It's the first like interview style thing that I've ever heard him partake in. So I was kind of blown away a bit like by how animated and how energetic he really is. And I have a huge appreciation for the guy, but when I saw that it was three hours and it's him holding balloons, I was like, there's no way in fuck I'm watching three hours of this shit. <laughs> and I watched the high. I know the better magic trick is that you tricked a guest into watching. Three hours. <laughs> yeah. I watched, I watched, it was, it was like on YouTube, but you could watch, they had like, on, they had like, they had like the three hour version where you could watch the whole thing. David Blaine Ascension. And then like right next to it, they had like the abbreviated like three oh. to six minute version where you could watch the highlights. I did not see that. And I wish I had. <laughs> I, I hate you. No. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long. And then even like, like I, when I got to the part where like, okay, cause I fast forward, I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this whole thing. So I fast forward to where they find, he finally does the thing. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like I, I had it on, but I, I, did other stuff like i think i washed dishes and like folded some laundry like i really wasn't paying attention to it that much oh yeah oh like i like winkler's, I winkler's like, like I'm a I, I watched this the first time i didn't quite understand it so i watched it a second <laughs> time what this, you know it's like a fucking often, bro this is a dude holding on to balloons let's be real here but like i got a, nah, I got a question for june what? what was worse this or raised by wolves this was worse. Uh, don't you dare. All right. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, this was worse. Just because it's like, because at the end of it, I mean, I, you know, the stuff, I guess this is the first stunt that he's done since his daughter was born. So, you know, the stuff with his daughter, you know, that was cute and that was sweet. But like, so, okay, you, you held a bunch of balloons and it took you up into the airspace, which is cool, I guess. And then he parachuted down. And I guess at the end of it, I was like, okay, well, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, mean I, I couldn't say more. Uh, you got it right there, June. Uh, that's all that fucking happened. And furthermore, <laughs> uh, on the first, well, like you said, the, the bit with like his daughter and like the first bit, it, there was like a, what, a half hour, 40 minute bit in the beginning where he was like, getting ready and talking to his daughter and stuff and like that was all like nice mm-hmm. it wasn't like great it was just nice it was dude sweet. It was i nice would have i would have been it more was- impressed by this whole thing if he's talking to his daughter on the ground and, and then, then dies and then 
as he's fucking descending, he pops one of the balloons and his daughter's been in the balloon the whole time. (laughs) And he catches her as the balloon pops and then fucking Mary Poppins his way back down to the ground with his daughter in his arms. Within a fucking umbrella. (laughs) He magics the balloon into an umbrella. And then he's naked and shows up to Taco Bell and orders a fucking. <laughs> he shows up he with his dick out with no. a crunch. And he's he like, give me a grilled cheese burrito! <laughs> Sorry. Holding his daughter naked and, gl- and just kind of floats by. Okay. Taco Bell's like, All give right. me that. And DCFS is waiting for him there at, uh, <laughs> to take <laughs> his child away. Holding his child naked. Get out of here. That's <laughs> yeah. disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was just following your outline of what should have happened. Well, speaking of your outline, <laughs> where uh, real magic kind He of pulls up his nutsack and he was like, Is, was this your card? <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing a Brazilian, uh, what is that called, the Brazilian bikini where he does the tuck job? Winkler. Oh. <laughs> anyway. What? No, but what I'm saying is like, with this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like supposedly does like magic, but like what's magic about like getting lifted in the air? Twenty five thousand. I don't get that either. Let's be real I don't magic. Well, I he, don't understand. He has he's a, he's kind of obsessed with um with pushing the boundaries of like what humans have been able to do. Like I remember watching him like fucking do this thing where he would like spew. He would like spit water like he was a fire hydrant like. It's all on kerosene too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. Like chug a bunch of water. Yeah. And chug kerosene and light a fire. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you know, like him and uh, holding his breath and stuff. Didn't he say he he held his breath for like nearly twenty minutes and shit underwater or something? Fucking yeah. I think it was like eight. Yeah, eighteen twenty. It's fucking for the cold endurance. Didn't he like? Yeah. I, I actually, this is the first day he froze himself for days. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've heard of like his things that he does yet. Yeah, the, the ice block thing I remember hearing about a couple years, a few years ago, but yeah, it was a thing. He did it. He took some. You don't sound there. impressed. <laughs> well, I guess it's just, I don't know. I, I don't understand how it's, I guess it's cool like that you do that. I just don't see how you create entertainment around it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I think at a one three point, hour like, special of this was like, yeah. like, why is this three hours? I think at like the highest viewership, it was at like somewhere around like the few hundred thousands. Oh yeah, that's still pretty good. Well, YouTube was yeah, YouTube was expecting like YouTube paid for this whole. Oh, they were advertising thing. this. Yeah, it was a YouTube original. It's, it's being marketed as a YouTube original. It's a YouTube original. <laughs> like he yeah, wanted he's. He's been wanting to do this for years, but like nobody would do it. And YouTube is like, yeah, fuck it. We'll let you do it. And he had to delay it. He had to delay it though. He was supposed to do it on Sunday or Monday. And, um, cause he was going to, he wanted to do it in New York. He wanted to do it over the Hudson and the weather like forecast was bad. So that's why they moved it over to Arizona. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. What do you do after this? The balloons. I thought it was nothing. Go to retire. Retire? Retire. Or actually, next time, go in a tire, lift up 50,000 feet, and then when you land on the ground, retire. 
Oh God! Uh, you retire what you just said. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to retire you from this episode at this point, Winkler. You're you're done. Oh. You 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 yeah. You're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Winkler, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like I've hurt him. That joke no, was no. bad, though. It was. Oh, it was terrible. I had to bring attention to I how terrible that going that in. Yeah. And also, yeah, fuck you, man. I watched a full three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think David Blaine's next stunt should be trying to like make your joke land. <laughs> <laughs> if he can do that, if he can do that, that is true magic. <laughs> It'll be to hypnotize Brian to be like, that was the funniest joke you've ever seen. Did you guys, did anybody watch Away on Netflix? I, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I watched the first two. I watched the first two. What did you watch? Winkler, did you watch the first episode? I watched the first three. You, oh, wow. How how did you find all this time to watch three hours of David Blaine floating around in a balloon? And oh, I'm impressed. You watched the first three. I'm Away follows Emma Green, an American astronaut who must leave her husband. Don't patronize me. I, I will patronize you all day, sir. Um, <laughs> Away follows Emma Green, an American astronaut who must leave her husband and teenage daughter behind in order to command an international space crew embarking upon a treacherous three-year-long mission. It is a series about hope, humanity, and how ultimately we need one another if we are able to achieve impossible things. Whatever, and that's fucking dumb. Um, she goes to, uh, it's, it's, they're basically embarking upon a mission to Mars. And, um, it's kind of like a world effort. We've got, you know, uh, different astronauts from all over the globe that are kind of like, you know, um, getting together and, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go to Mars. Um, it starts Hillary Swank as Emma Green. And, um, I, uh, the first episode is basically like, um, there's this big question. Uh, they're, they're on their way to Mars, uh, excuse me, to the moon. They're gonna make a pit stop at the moon first and then launch from the moon to Mars. First episode is kind of like a, it gives you this question like is she fit to lead? Something happens on the way there where there's this chemical leak that happens on the on the on the space shuttle and um she's there when it happens and she wants to stop it so she reacts. And um what she does is probably not the right thing to do. And, uh, could have caused like a huge explosion within the, within the space shuttle. And so some of the other people that are maybe they feel like they're more experienced feel like she's like not the right person. She's not fit to lead. She's not the right person to be in command of this. And then on top of that, while she's gone for three years, she's got a teenage daughter and a, and a husband that she's left at home. Her husband is also part of mission control at NASA. He has a stroke. And so now she's got like, now she's worried about him. Can she really, can she really command this mission while her husband had a stroke and her, and her daughter might be left there, you know, with, with, with this parent that's going through like this horrible thing. And I mean, there's all these things going on in this first episode. And we kind of like 
see people that are against her on the mission. They don't think she's fit the lead. And we hear like three different stories of like what really happened in this instance where this shuttle could have been caught on fire. Um, I, uh, I tell you, Oh God, I'll tell you one thing. I fucking love this show. It, the, I don't know. I don't think, I, I think I might be alone on this one. I don't know. I think the, it's like, I, the space, like being out there in space and like the, and space is just scary as shit. I think Hillary, Hillary Swank is really good in this. And I think that, um, there is like this level of drama that they, this, it's a family drama. And then it's like this, the drama within the crew this is not going to be for everybody, but I really, I th- I'm hooked on this fucking show. I can't wait to watch episode three. I might be alone on this one. June, what did you think? Hey, I like this one too. Um, I got sucked in to the sappiness of the drama. Yeah. Like I got sucked in to the sappiness of it. Um, the family dynamics and everything. Like I, I, I did. And, uh, I give this a high taste it because, um, you know, I, I want to, and again, put an asterisk next to it because I've only seen the first two episodes. Um, I, I, I will know what my full rating would be at the end. Um, but right now I'm at a high taste it. You know what? That, um, the actor who plays her husband, um, Josh Charles, I, I've only seen him do like he, I think he's been typecast as like either a douchebag or like an, you know, or just some kind of sleazy person. So it, it was, Really refreshing to see him take on a dramatic role as a normal person. Wasn't he in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Was he? I'm pretty sure he was. (laughs) The dishes are done, man. The dishes are done. Well, that's a different character. Was that him? No, 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 no. That's a different (laughs) character. That was David Duchovny says that, right? No. No, that was, I can't remember the name of that actor, but that's, um. Yeah. But Josh Charles, though, like, he was in those, um, so that movie, the Wet Hot American Summer, like the Netflix spinoffs, like yeah. he's in those, and he's funny in those. And then a couple years ago, there was uh, like a mini series about the Menendez brothers, and he uh, he played their uh, psychologist, their their psychologist, and he was like super creepy and sleazy in that. So it, it was nice. To, it's kind of refreshing to see him play like a dramatic role. Do you know oh, the, like, and being normal? The night that Saved by the Bell premiered and it premiered on like primetime television, the night that it premiered was the same night that the Menendez brothers killed their parents. No, really? Yeah, they talked about that on the Zack to the Future podcast. Oh, that's insane. That's fucking crazy. That's why they killed That is crazy. <laughs> that's why they killed their parents? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Make <laughs> <laughs> Winkler came out swinging with that one. Jeez, what do you? What, you've seen three episodes. So what do you think of Winkler? Love it, love it. Uh, I'm gonna Tupperware this bad boy. Um, like you guys both said, um, I'm loving the drama aspect of it. Um, I've seen the space story done before, and uh, everybody else has too. Um, what I like about this the most is that they bring the family into it. And, um, I feel like that's something that a lot of these space movies, sci-fi movies don't explore is how the families back home are feeling. And they don't only really do it with, um, Emma Green played by, uh, Hillary Swank, but they do it with all the other 
uh, crew members as well through flashbacks, through them like thinking to themselves, through um, Skype calls. Like there, there are so many ways that you get like uh, the emotions they're feeling. And I'm not gonna lie, like this show has been very emotional for me. Like I've definitely like teared up a few times. Uh, so far <laughs> and it's yeah, like heartbreaking yeah. and like and even like, even though i know like in the second episode like there's like this thing that they have to do outside of the shuttle oh and yeah. i know like everything i was, I was still just kind of like it was super t- <laughs> yeah. i was so like, scared i was like oh my god oh my god dude like that's what i have here it's like it's I don't know. It's like their ability to build tension is like insane. They can build tension inside the cockpit when the uh, Italian and Chinese members are radioing outside and telling the others what to do. Then you have tension out there doing their mission. Then you have tension back at ground control. Dude, it's that just like part, it's so tense that everywhere. Fucking part when they're like when she is outside of the the shuttle Shutter. and she's. She's got to like get the solar panel and then like David Blaine's balloons are up there. Like he floated. (laughs) He fucking floated to outer space and they, she sees, she sees David Blaine float by and he's frozen from being out there in space (laughs) and just a frozen David Blaine floating by her in space. I was like, holy shit. This shit's real. No, um, but like that scene with like the, I kept thinking they kept thinking they kept talking about how like the ship needs like three of the solar panels working at all times in order to operate and I was like fuck why didn't you just make four then you fucking assholes Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> just make fucking four Jake Jake hey, you've seen extra. the you've seen the first episode what'd you think I didn't really care for this all that much <laughs> it was it was a low taste it for me yeah. I found it to be kind of trite I. I hated most of the crew members, um, especially the Russian character, Misha. He, he seemed like such a paint-by-numbers character. You can kind of see, like, every step he was going to take along the way in the first episode. Um, All he does in the second episode is drink vodka and play Tetris, Jake. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's all he does. Everything, everything Russian you can think of. He's got a son named Drago. That's a that's a fucking boxer. <laughs> boxer. <laughs> it's everything the, that you can I think of. The, um, I don't know if it's different past the first episode, but I thought all the drama and emotion in the first episode was pretty empty and almost laughably bad. I at the end of the episode when he's whispering to the daughter and the daughter's telling her on the phone that she has to go. I I was just rolling my eyes at this whole scene. I was tearing the fuck up. I was wiping I, I, my I, eyes. I, I made you. Oh, I, I, I'm shocked. You you guys should watch some soap operas or something like this. Is no, I Jake. I can see what you're saying. Like it does seem trite, but I don't know. Just but the way that I don't know for me that hospital scene, I was like, I had tears in my eyes, and I was like, oh my god, God, oh, Jake. So sweet, Jake. You're <laughs> so cold. Sad. You're fucking cold blooded. <laughs> you know that song, know. you know, you know that song that Paul Abdul sang, Cold Hearted Snake? That's about yeah, you, you son of a Jake. bitch. You, you're I, a cold hearted snake, look I into his eyes. So. I, drama that's that you that can song. see a mile away just doesn't get me. Like, I, 
it's if it's shocking, then I'm more bound to tear up. But I was just like, you knew what he was going to say, and you knew how she was going to react. And I don't know, maybe this gets better. I was kind of curious to see how the space mission aspect would go, but I'm scared that I'm ha- going to have to deal with her daughter and her husband more. Oh, I know. And that was the worst uh, part of the like, show to me. I think in this, uh, like the one that uh, Brian brought up, like this was a very cool space mission. And yeah the daughter and father come up like every now and then but it's mainly like focused on the mission but I like the father and daughter I wish (laughs) the father would have died what (laughs) I wish he would have came back and and helped your kid out it was just a one episode show damn I'm gonna tell Paul Abdul to remake her song Cold, Cold Hearted Jake that's awesome can there be like a cartoon cat in the video Dude, that's a different song, Jake. Okay, that's a totally different back. song. That's opposite. That is opposite to track. Cartoon Cat is for the other song. MC MC Cat MC Scat Cat is a completely different song. That's opposite yes. to track. Right? She yeah. yeah she uh, some uh, she makes the bed. He steals the covers. She doesn't like cigarettes, but he loves to smoke. Two different. So I, I'm just I love smoke. Oh my! Two steps forward, two steps two back. Steps back. We come together. And you know, we come together because opposites <laughs> attract. <laughs> Who the fuck? We could be lovers. <laughs> she makes the bed, and he steals the covers. <laughs> I don't like yeah. cigarettes, and I love to smoke. Imagine babe. a uh, PCL like serious radio station where you do the podcast, <laughs> and then the rest of the hours, or did you guys like fucking bullshit? <laughs> How the fuck did we? I, that was my fault. Bringing up Paul Abdul. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, MC yeah, got, MC Scat Cat, man. I'm telling you, MC Scat Cat, Jay. That's a that's a we do we need to bring back MC Scat Cat? Yes. Yeah. Netflix 100%. Netflix revival series of MC Scat Cat. Get him in that new Space Jam movie. Oh, that would be incredible. I would love it. <laughs> oh my god. Did anybody watch I, the Boss Baby interactive Netflix movie? <laughs> I've never seen fucking Boss Baby. So, yeah. <laughs> Neither have I. Yeah. Neither of I. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. Ba- bash on, bash on this. Bandersnatch and Boss Baby. Bandersnatch, Boss it Baby. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. Is that what it was supposed boss to be? Baby. Yeah, it, you're, it's an interactive Boss Baby movie. Oh God. Yeah, you 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 decide the choices of the Boss Baby. <laughs> Give up the bottle or take it away. <laughs> oh man. I was gonna say the only thing that kept me from making this a toss it was I was interested in the actual space incident and finding out what really happened like that that kept me interested and but even the reveal of that was kind of boring like at first i thought it was going to be you didn't know which one of these stories to trust but it just seemed like everyone had a different take on the same story so i don't know this didn't do much for me i i won't watch any more episodes Oh man, so dismissive. Listen to you. So dismissive. There's too much out there and I don't have enough time to watch something that didn't do much for me in episode one. Like I, I want to watch Raised by Wolves and I'm good on this. Oh man, so dismissive. I love this. I'm hooked on it. It's, 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 I don't know. Man. 
I, mean, I, I never finished For All Mankind, and if I'm going to watch space drama, then that's how the where fuck I'll did you not finish For All Mankind? You just didn't get to it. Oh yet. Jesus Christ, Jake! Did you watch Interstellar? Yeah. I like Interstellar. Interstellar's right. garbage. Well, well, there you go with your, your space drama, though. He liked Gravity, too. He just doesn't like this. This is just too cheap. Oh, I like oh, space drama. You don't like I just... Bullock? I love Gravity. He loved Gravity. He Tupperware Gravity. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think Jake even loves... Do you like... Jake, did you love Space Camp from 1986? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it holds up now, but I loved it then. I loved it as a kid, too, man. Fucking children. <laughs> thinking that they're just at NASA for space camp and they don't right, realize before. that the fucking the little robot the robot actually fucking makes the launch sequence a reality and they get launched into space Jake drama classic. like a motherfucker classic classic you bet you bet your fucking ass it was classic it had everything that we love from the 80s it had space it had kids and it had that robot cuz we all love short circuit Johnny Five, and they were like, fuck it, let's put it in this Space Camp movie, little robot. <clears throat> I love Space Camp. Away is great. I give it to Tupperware as well. I love the way. Don't so, love. Yeah. Did anybody watch Freaks? You're one of us on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't. Okay, let's actually, let's take a break. It's been a while. Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about Freaks, You're One of Us on Netflix. Winkler. Sweet. I could use some more coffee. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah, dude. I literally, whatever you send me, I watched, bro. That's what I love about you, Winkler. Your jokes are terrible. You're misfiring on all your jokes this episode. But, man, you watch content like a motherfucker. Dude, my only joke is the retire one. No, I mean, I don't know. There's been some other ones. I think you're, <laughs> I, I think, I think you're being a little bit more, you know what I mean? Right, there's got to be some. They were so I bad think that you're we, being a little more. No, I think like you, you, they've been so bad that like like childhood trauma. We try to block them out. You know you what I mean? Made a joke about Dick Tech decks. That was dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I think that was more me. That was comedy gold. That was comedy gold. <laughs> All right, but I yeah. made a joke about a retire. Yeah, that I was. I appreciated Winkler on this episode. He laughed really hard at my B-roll stroke. That was terrible. Oh, my God. No, that was so funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Face. So funny. And then uh, the fact that it made Brian mad, it was even funnier. Oh, he's so pissed. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know. But it, it all started with, like, Winkler mispronouncing Google. And he said that. Yes, yes. He, he, said, he said that he yugled something. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, all right. Me and my friends, like, I'm like, I joke around. I'm like, oh, I yugled that. Like, just, like, I was just making a joke. And I accidentally said it, like, while we were, like, bullshitting with each other. Like, like, yeah, you- I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I yugled it, and then he bugled it. And then we just fucking <laughs> rolled it. Oh, man. I, fuck yugle. I mean, I. <laughs> oh. Let's see. All right. No. Sorry. No, I it's won't it's say dumb jokes anymore. I don't. You don't say that because it's going to happen. Don't like. Don't, <laughs> oh, I'm not buying this. Yeah, don't make those kind of promises because I. You're not picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll talk about freaks. You're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't fucking record. We're totally still recording. <laughs> break, bro. 
And the horses have reached the starting gate for the race of the season. It's the Podcast Derby. And the first to enter, Lord of the Hooves. And strutting into his post is Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. Followed by Dharma's Initiative. And may the horse be with you. Just waiting on uh, Hogwarts Express right now. She's slipping in nicely. And last to come in, Pop Culture Leftovers, who seems a bit restless. Uh, settling down now. And in he goes. And they're all ready. And they're off and running. Hogwarts Express leads them out as pace-setter. Lord of the Hooves sits in behind, and may the horse be with you. One out, one back in third. Beetle horse, beetle horse, beetle horse. Back on the rail in fourth with Pop Culture Leftovers sitting comfortably just in front of Dharma's Initiative, who's right at the back of the field. As they head around the first turn, it's Lord of the Hooves now taking the lead from Hogwarts Express. Beetle horse, beetle horse, beetle horse now moving up into third with may the horse be with you. Starting to look for a gap, but to no avail just yet. Pop Culture Leftovers happy to sit back off the pace and Dharma's initiative just doesn't look like he's up to it continues to bring up the rear Hay's starting to pick up now as they round the final turn. Lord of the Hooves still leads from Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you now, making a move around the outside, moving at a third in front of Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. Pop Culture Leftovers and Dharma's Initiative now eight links from the lead. They're 400 out now as they come down the straight. On, here comes Pop Culture Leftovers. Five wider moving up quick. Lord of the Hooves still has a nose in front of Hogwarts Express with May the Horse Be With You also finding something now. Pop Culture Left. Leftovers still coming and joins the leaders. You can forget about the rest. They are right across the track. Going to come down to a bob of the head. Lord of the Hooves, Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you and Pop Culture Leftovers. Lord of the Hooves, Hogwarts Express. May the horse be with you and Pop Culture Leftovers as they hit the line. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Pop Culture Leftovers timed the run perfectly. He's won it. Third of a second and third, but looks to be Lord of the Hooves by a short half head for second. Just in front of May the Horse Be With You. Hogwarts Express is fourth, then two links back to Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse, Beetle Horse. And it's Dharma's initiative. Drop back to the tail of the field. Stone motherless last this afternoon in the podcast, Debbie. All right, hey, we are back. And we're going to be talking about, uh, this is a Netflix movie, Freaks, You're One of Us. This is a German film directed by Felix Binder, written by Mark Osang and starring Finley Berger, Thelma Buabang, and Jesus Flake. Tipped Jesus by a Flake? <laughs> oh, Jake. Jesus Flake. God, I, how do I get off this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Tipped by a mysterious tramp, a meek fry cook discovers she has superpowers and kindred spirits and uncovers an unsavory widespread con- conspiracy. Basically, that's a fucking terrible synopsis for this movie. You've got a woman here who, um, when she was younger, this like event happened and, uh, she ended up, uh, harming someone, hurting someone really badly and, uh, starts seeing this doctor, Dr. Stern, who has her taking these pills and these pills are supposed to just make her normal. And uh, what you find out in this uh, in this movie, Freaks You're One of Us, it's all subtitles, is that uh, these blue pills that she's taking are suppressing superpowers. She is a uh, – she's basically like – this is kind of like the origin story of superheroes in this world. And uh, you find out that she has the power of super strength. And there are other people that have been taking these blue pills, not, the, not, not Viagra, some other blue pill. 
and the, and, and these blue pills suppress their powers. The government wants to kind of keep these people under control so that, uh, there's not, not, you know, people with superpowers running around, uh, unrelegated that, uh, can maybe cause damage. Cause like, that's what's happened. Like you find out these people are not ready for these superpowers. They, 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 they start to manifest these powers. And if they, if they get emotional, I mean, we see that this, you know, when she's a young girl, she ends up hurting someone really badly. Um, she comes across someone who's a homeless man who says that, uh, stop taking your medicine and you'll find out who you really are. You're one of us. And, uh, so she does. She stops taking her medicine, finds out that she has like this superhuman strength, encounters other people that have superpowers and they have different superpowers. Um, Winkler, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on this one. I, it's not doing too well if you go to IMDb. It's like at a five point yeah. something, but, um, Dude, I'm just, I really fucking like this a lot. I, I, I had a lot oh. of fun with this. What did you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I did not like it. Oh, um, shit, man. I really like this, man. I, I fucking loved it. I, I would give it a, a high taste that I enjoyed this quite a bit. You didn't like this at all. No, yeah, no. I didn't like it at all. Um, well, it, it's like, I like the idea of it. Cause the idea of it reminded me of movies like Hancock, you know, where, where it's like, a superhero in regular everyday life and you get to see what's going on, you know, obviously with their own twists. Um, I definitely enjoyed the lead Wendy played by Cornelia Groeschel, like her interactions with her family and her coworkers and her boss, even when she started like Mm -hmm. going off the rails a bit. I like that. But the issue for me is it, I felt like it kept like, bouncing back and forth between all right well is this going to be a superhero like buddy movie is it going to be a drama thriller is it going to be a heist movie it just seemed like it didn't know what it wanted to be and when uh quote-unquote bad guys were introduced i was underwhelmed because you never found out why the bad guys were bad like aside from keeping them from harming themselves as like a reason you really never find out why this institute with dr stern is going on um the government has always tried to control people in in a lot of different ways so i felt like this was just like a branch of the government that was just trying to control people that they were kind of concerned and worried about that had that had powers that they couldn't control yeah Uh, I, I guess I can like get that for the for the uh villainous part with uh, the doctor. But um I don't know, like I did like when they showed flashbacks. How many times have um, we seen this kind of story in like in X Men? You know what I mean? Like uh Right. You know, I mean I felt like we kinda got this was just like an origin story of people coming into like their superpowers. I don't I just wish yeah. we got more origin. I wish we got more of the flashbacks because it it got to a certain degree where you just kind of go like, well, what's really going on here? Like, what's the what's the purpose? And if I got more like inside info, because uh, like I said, Wendy, you flash back to her maybe twice during the whole movie, mm-hmm. and that's such a big part of her character that 
I feel like we need to explore that a little more. And I just feel like they didn't dive into that as much as I wish they should. Like overall, I feel like the concept, like you said, like the concept is good. There have been movies like this that have succeeded, but for me, the execution fell flat. I'm going to toss this. Okay. I'm going to give it a high taste that I felt like I love the, the premise and I, I, I enjoyed the execution. I liked how, you know, like just like in, uh, the movie Chronicle where, you know, people start to find out their powers. You can either, you had one character who is obsessed with comic books and finds out that, you know, he's been on these pills and gets taken off the pills, finds out his powers and, you know, he starts to become more of a villainous character. So it's like, who are you going to be once you find out you have these powers? Are you going to use these powers for good? Are you going to use these powers for evil? Can you coexist with like other people in the world that don't have these powers? Can you still be a mother and have a family and still have these powers? I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this one. It, it, I thought it was, Super fun. I really, I really liked it. So Freaks, you're one of us on Netflix. It's a German film. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're kind of lining up with what a lot of people are thinking on IMDb. And so I understand not everybody's enjoying this one. Yeah. And I want to like, like, like I said, man, I like, I want to make it very clear that I did like, like a lot of aspects of this movie, but the most important part of this movie, which were like the superpowers is the part I didn't like. Oh, this movie is so much better than fucking project power. I, I thought it was more fantastical and fun than project power with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon Levitt and Matt powers and the, and all that shit. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit more than that. Um, it's not perfect, but I thought it was a fun little escape and, kind of a surprise little movie to watch on Netflix that held my attention and I enjoyed it, but I, I get it, dude. I get it. It's not going to be for everybody. We say that a lot this episode. It's not going to be for everybody. <laughs> not, that's true. Not for everyone. <laughs> not for everybody. Well, wait, was it better than Dark Phoenix? Yes, I thought it was better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Because yeah. everything is better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is... Um, a movie that I watched, uh, Class Action Park. Who else got a chance to see Class Action Park on, uh, this is an HBO Max original as well. I yeah. did. I didn't. I watched the binge. Oh, the binge. I'll have so, you talk about the binge. Yeah, I, I did the binge not get too. a chance to watch the binge. Oh, okay. Um, but Class Action Park, this is, um, it's Class Action Park begins by chronicling the life of Eugene Mulvihill and his path to opening Action Park in 1978. This is a documentary. The first half of the film features former Action Park guests and employees reflecting on the park's more dangerous rides, such as the Cannonball Loop, the Kayak Experience, the Colorado River, and the Wave Pool, nicknamed the Grave Pool. The latter half of the film focuses in on the dangers of Action Park by telling the story of George Larson Jr., the first patron to die at Action Park. This is based on a, this is a documentary. It's all based on real events that happened. This was first, I think it was uh, a short film. I think it was just called Action Park and you could watch it on YouTube and Chris Gethard, the comedian was in that one and they had a, like a, a lot of footage from the, uh, Eugene Mulvihill, the, uh, the owner of Action Park, they had a lot of his, uh, uh, footage from his son, which they used in this, 
documentary. It's about an hour and a half, but it was like 20 minutes and I felt like it barely kind of touched on the park, but it did get into some of the insanity of the park. This just kind of like breaks everything down and it really opens it up. And, um, I don't know, man, this was a park that was in New Jersey and it was open like in the, like it opened in the late seventies to the eighties and then closed in the mid nineties and just fucking like unregulated rides. Like, and the, the owner of the park, like he, he wanted something where like the people, the patrons of the park were able to control the action. They were able to control the speed of like what they were on. And so like you had, you had shit that was just like, they had one that was called the Tarzan swing where it's like, you just get on a fucking, you just get on a, like a, a sw- like a swing and you swing and jump off of it and into the water into like 20 foot deep water. And there's no rides anywhere where it's like a free fall where I think there is maybe one park that has like a free fall ride. I, I do, I, cause I have looked into this. There is one park that has like a free fall ride, but for the most part, like you, everything is controlled. You're on a track that's controlled at most theme parks, like roller coasters. You're on a track. Everything is controlled. This is like you control the speed, you control the action and it got super dangerous. They had a wave pool where people, two people drowned and lost their lives. They had this, um, alpine slide, which is basically a concrete bobsled that you get on. And they had one of their patrons fly off of it and hit some fucking rocks and died. And they had a water slide that had an actual loop in it where you would slide down the slide and go through a loop, but it didn't take you fast enough to go through it as a loop. You would actually, once you hit the top, you would fall. And there were people that were getting banged up and losing their teeth in the ride. And then other people would go through it and have like scrapes and cuts on their faces. And they found out that it was from, they were getting scrapes and cuts on their faces from the teeth that were, in the, that were stuck in the ride. <laughs> they were that getting blew my mind. It blew my mind too. Like, oh my god, they had these the tanks. They had, they had a fucking like instead of like bumper cars or whatever, they had tanks that you would put tennis balls in. You could shoot each other, and you would try to shoot at targets on the tanks to like disable the tank. And when you when you hit a target on the tank, it would like spin around in a circle, you know, showing that you you hit one of the targets. And and um, a guy brought a gas can in there and was lighting tennis balls on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and shooting them at the other tanks in this tank arena. And they basically said like this park was the wild, wild west. Like people, like it had a criminal element. Criminals were showing up. They said the employees didn't give a fuck and they were hiring 14 year olds that weren't, you know, old enough to be running these rides. And they had a shed where the employees would meet and some of them would just like fucking do drugs and fuck each other in the shed. Like this park just sounded like it was absolutely insane and uh i was fascinated by the documentary i saw the short film i thought it was great i thought that this kind of like expanded upon that i give it a tupperware i was blown away 
buy this and I, I can't believe that this actually, this place actually existed. What did you think? This thi- place, sorry, I just say this place is like the personal injury lawyer like haven, right? Yeah, it's why it's called Class Action Park. Class Action Park but is I the mean, name. Like, Jesus Christ, like, gangbusters for that attorney. Like, well, that's what's crazy. The, the owner actually created his own phony insurance company. That was yeah. based in the Cayman Islands and it was called like Assurance yeah, something. And like, it was, it was a totally fake company because nobody else would insure him. So people that sued would end up having to pay more money to keep the lawsuit going. Uh, yeah, it, I, I would love to look in the legal aspect of this. Like, just fascinating. What did anyway, you? This was, this was a Tupperware for me too, Brian. Yeah. I, this was just insanity, and it's like it's one of those things that it's so crazy. It's hard not to laugh at, but then it also got very serious, and it kind of got me emotional just thinking about the poor families that had loved ones die on on these rides. Like you send your kid off to this amusement park to have fun. And the next thing you know, you're at a hospital, you know, seeing your kid breathe his last breath. Mm -hmm. It kind of got me emotional. Like that aspect of it, it it takes like a really dark turn in the last, I'd say half an hour where you stop like just laughing at how stupid all these rides are. And you realize kind of the consequences that happen because of this fucking asshole. Um, yeah, it was nuts. The Luki Loop thing really struck me as just insanity. Like the owner was offering these like kids like a hundred bucks to go down this ride to test it to see if it was safe and to see whether or not it worked or not. And I don't think they ever actually officially opened that ride. I think all the stuff you were talking about with the teeth and everything was just all from the test subjects going through it that's true i believe because um when you watch like the short film they in that they kind of alluded to the fact that it never was open to the public but like they still kept it on display there because they would talk about like people hearing about it but showing up to the park and then they see it but it was never like officially opened i believe yeah it's crazy like none of the water is heated either it's all just straight up fucking river water so like your your body would just go into shock when you were doing these like free falls or any kind of these like landing in the water spots and you know none of the measurements were all that great like it wasn't really architect like an architect would create a ride but then the owner would put his like own spin on it and just kind of ignore mathematics and it was just getting people hurt all over the fucking place. Well, they, like, had the, they had the water park and then the other side of the park was like a motor park where you could like get in like go-karts that could go up to 60 miles per hour and you were in complete control. They were not on a track. And then they had motor boats that you could get in that would go super yeah, fast. Yeah, they were like fucking Miami Vice motor boats that went like fast as shit. And all this was located right next to the beer tent. So they were having all these people drinking and then immediately getting on these like crazy ass fucking go-karts and and they weren't bumper boats but people were treating them as bumper boats i one of the stories that blew my mind was some guy like literally jumped his boat onto another guy's boat and like pinned him by the neck into his boat and they were worried about the propeller fucking like chopping this guy up yeah, and like the only Good person God. there to, the only person there to save this guy's life was like the 15 year old girl worker that was yeah. there and some of the God. some of the water rides had like spots for lifeguards to sit, but there were no lifeguards on duty. And then they like, all just hung over. And the lifeguards never did anything to help anybody. They said like at the wave pool, 
people would wear like, um, you know, like there's sunscreen lotion and stuff like that, that the waters would get like, so like murky that you couldn't see in the water. Yeah. And so like they every paint it white just to see the bodies. Well, at, at the, well, they, every half hour they would have everybody get out of the pool and then they would make sure that there were no bodies at the bottom of the pool. It's just so wild. And if like you ever got into an incident, they would just write CFS on your, on your band, which stood for can't fucking swim. So they would just know like that you were a a problem. A liability. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Uh, God. This was, this was insane. Yeah. June, you should definitely watch this. There's, they talk a lot about the legal aspects of it too. So you'll, you'll find that fascinating. This sounds like my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm definitely watching this like tomorrow. Wait, this was a Tupperware. It was a Tupperware for me, too. Winkler, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm on board with you guys, man. This is a Tupperware for me as well. Um, I like the story. I've heard of Action Park and uh, seen some of the other documentaries on it. But this one, like you brought up earlier, Brian, was so different. It was so in-depth. And uh, not that you got, um, like the stories from the workers who worked there, but you got like, uh, like those Mythbuster breakdowns kind of where they would like draw out what happened on each like ride. Action. Yeah. You saw and like, you a, kind of got to see it on paper, the artwork. They like did like yeah, animated, yeah. Like, animated, draw yeah. like doodles of what happened. So you can like see how somebody died. You know what I mean? So it's like morbid, but it's also adds like a nice touch to a documentary that you're trying to explain something to. Cause if you're watching a YouTube video on a class action park and somebody goes, well, I was in the motorboats and I crashed into somebody and uh, they ended up, you know, dying. But then you get somebody drawing this out and they actually landed on top of another boat and their propeller cut their neck. It's like, what? Like, it's have, just bizarre. There's like this and, um, free fall jump that you can take. And they said like, you yeah. have to, like when you jump, when you dive down into the water, you're supposed to put your hands like in a, like cross your hands over your chest. And some people would put their arms straight out. And from 20 feet, like w- people were coming back up and their shoulders were like fucking six, six inches lower on one side because they dislocated their fucking arms and shit. Their shoulders were dislocated. (laughs) Well, because that's like your natural, like, like when you're, I mean, that's like your natural go-to, like if you're falling, right? Like it's to like brace yourself. I mean, of course people would have their arms out, like, right? Cause that's like, that's your natural go-to, like, that mean, like, when you're falling, like, that you want to put your arms out to kind of, yeah, brace your fall. And they said, right. like, yeah. no obscenities when you're diving in the water. And they said, like, some people would, like, flip people off out. or pull their dick out when they're on the sand. Like, dude, like, oh, honest God. God, this is, like, a uh, like an hour away from my hometown. So um, after I watched this, I texted my folks, and I was like, hey, like, you guys ever been to Action Park? And my father hadn't, but my mother had. And, uh, I was talking to her a little bit about it. And she was like, yeah, dude, it's, it's fucking bad, dude. Like, she went to like go have a good time, but it ended up just being scary for her. Like, it was, it was bad news. Yeah, they were saying on that, like, um, concrete, like, water toboggan ride they had that, like, you basically had to know, like, you had to have ridden it before and know exactly how to adjust your body weight and use the brake to just 
keep yourself from flying off this damn thing. And then like half the toboggans were fucking broke as it was. So you couldn't even use the brake on the things. And oh my gosh, like unbelievable. Like yeah, only, as like in, only in the eighties. Yeah. As like conservative, like as my mom went there, she was like going there like conservatively. She didn't want to go. Her friends did. And she said she only went on like two slides because all the rest was like so sketchy. I was like, well, thanks, mom, or else I wouldn't be here at all. You know, right? <laughs> Christ. Yeah, this is, um, it became the number one film on HBO Max since its premiere on August 27th. So that means that this beat out an American pickle. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I can see it though. I mean, this is anyone's cup of tea, I think. It's, it's, everyone can take some kind of enjoyment. Well, I guess enjoyment's the wrong word, but. Well, it's like anyone that likes, um, you know, like high caliber fun, like, uh, like, uh, Six Flags or everybody's been somewhere for their first time, whether it be like Six Flags in the nineties or Action Park in the late seventies. So I think it's like I'm going to put anybody this, can relate to something like this. Listen, Jake. Yes, there is some level of enjoyment with this because honestly, like it's the same kind of, I think that they were kind of chasing like what we got with Tiger King in this, like a story that's so bizarre, but it's true. Yeah. It, it just, it just blew my mind. And it it was a really fast 90 minutes. Like I, I barely knew the time happened. Yeah. Yeah. I Tupperware. It's called Class Action Park. It's on HBO Max. I highly recommend it. It's fucking nuts. So you watched the binge, June? What was that? What was that like? Is a so it's um it's it's basically it's a Hulu <clears throat> original film. Basically, if you take The Purge and then you take Superbad and then they had a baby, that's what this is. And I know um, Stephen Hart <laughs> talked about it last week. Yeah, Stephen. Exactly, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Though it is The Purge and Superbad had a baby. I you still know, one watch day this, a year, yeah. like every like alcohol is banned. You know, obviously drugs are illegal. You know, that's illegal, but like suddenly alcohol is banned. But then they have this one day a year, the binge, where if you're eight, you know, if you're 18 years old or older, like all alcohol and then all drugs, like nothing, like no drugs are illegal at that point. Like heroin, coke, you know, crystal, all of it is legal. And you have 12 hours to binge, you know, and it follows like, you know, two high school or a couple high school seniors who are like, look, doing their first binge and it, it, it's you know i'm gonna give it a low taste it it's entertaining you know what it, it, it's like if you have nothing else to do and you're bored and you put it on it, it's it kills like an hour and a half but it's not anything spectacular or anything but i mean yeah i give it a low taste it it's not terrible but it's not great comedy can we trust june here though jake has she been 100 reliable this episode i feel like (laughs) i do get her back i feel like that her assessment of raised by wolves was bullshit (laughs) so uh, this might be an amazing movie jake i think i want to watch this now just for the mere fact that she fucking didn't like it watch it i mean i think you shouldn't watch it i mean you should watch it but it's gonna be nothing new. Like it's, you're gonna be like, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, we seem like we're on a different page from June this episode. So yeah, maybe this is fucking awesome. <laughs> I think that I maybe think this uh, will be Citizen Kane. This will be Citizen Kane. 
I wow. think this is going to be an amazing movie. I highly recommend mm-hmm. Like anything. Yeah. Anything June <laughs> does not like, I think p- people should kind of like pick up on it. I, li- I just like one thing. It's crazy to me that Citizen Kane is still like the movie that we compare like I, all the best things to like, right? Like what? You're right. I know. What, what's the Citizen Kane of like the last 20 years? Hey, you know what? How about? You know, I sh- you know, she's the Godfather. That should be like the new. Maybe, yeah, I mean, Godfather is the best movie. I would say, yeah. back to, I would say, Back to the Future. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good it's one. good, but it's not for everybody. Citizen Kane isn't fucking for everyone. <laughs> yeah, no Citizen shit. Godfather yeah. is. Yeah, more so than I Citizen like Kane. Godfather. I, I, yeah, I Citizen like Kane is definitely like fucking. You watch it and you're like, okay, cool. But um, no, Godfather's probably. I feel like that's for everybody. So you know what? No, like <laughs> okay. this is like it could. This could be the the binge could be the Godfather of comedies. Oh no! No, I wasn't ripping on you for doing the Citizen yeah. Kane thing, June. I was I ready just, to <laughs> binge until you said that. What? I said I was ready to give binge a taste it until you said that. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. Did you watch it, Winkler? Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it, man. See, I'm see, Jonas, bullshit. You're bullshit. Oh, this episode, Jonas. I didn't toss it though. I gave it a low taste. Yeah, she like, was low taste. It was entertaining, was entertaining enough. June is the Godfather Part Three of podcasters. Yes. Oh, don't you dare. Oh. Yes. Fuck you. Oh, those are fighting <laughs> words. Uh, those are fighting words. But Keep I mean, not, no, like, that is not June part the right of the Godfather canon. We do not count that, Jake. <laughs> like that doesn't exist. We don't talk about it. Like, just forget about it, okay? Like, forget about talk- it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. We do not talk about Godfather 3. Didn't exist, didn't happen, all right? I'm just saying. Sorry. But, and June's defense, like, I, yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny, man. I laughed, like, a bunch watching this movie. And, uh, yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's a dumb, fun movie. Like, like June said, if you have 90 minutes to kill and you're just trying to have a good laugh, pop this on i mean vince vaughn dude vince vaughn makes his triumphant return in the binge and he makes this movie like he, he is, is funny yeah funny part of this movie well and, he's basically like his character from old school but without like the drinking and right yeah part. and like around just like high school kids <laughs> yeah but like he is very much his character from old school he is so oh, funny Jake, I don't like, think he says I don't... inappropriate things but with authority yeah yeah I don't think we like, can trust either of them, Jake. I mean, like, uh, fucking Wink- sketchy. Well, Winkler liked Crossing Swords on Hulu, and that show was garbage. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, man. Seriously. A week later, you told me to watch Hoops, bro, which is not far from Crossing Swords. Oh, dude, no, no. Those are two completely different things. Two completely different. The Crossing Swords was just fucking just terrible. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like, Alright, you're right. I'm sorry I compared them, but like, I mean, they're in the same ballpark at least. No, June's not off the hook either. She's full of shit too. So. <laughs> Why? Because, okay, because I didn't like when they are. Are you, okay, are you still holding blood again? Because the day after that podcast, they announced season two, and I was like, vindication. Jake, I'm just trying to rile him up, man. Oh, I, I can know. tell. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm riling him up. No, Jake already got me riled up with that Godfather 3 quote. I'm just saying, no. That's like <laughs> oh, a ultimate shit. insult. You do not, no, you do not compare yeah, to Godfather that was that's, that's savage, a, bro. That is cold. <laughs> that's, just, that's just mean. 100% mean. I, you don't do that. 
The Godfather Part Three of podcasters, dude. Uh, pretty accurate, man. No, <laughs> again, no. That's no. You guys are not. You guys are not Godfather Part Three. They're both like Andy Garcia. No. Mm. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, uh, did anybody else have anything in uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop? No. Thank Christ. Uh, oh, I just. <laughs> oh no. no. Shut up, Winkler. <laughs> Got it. Lips are sealed. <laughs> Save it for your next appearance. <laughs> Save it for Godfather Part Four. Um. Let's see here. Let's move into the pop culture leftovers news. I'll play the fucking bumper. Here we go. There's a point where I stop playing these bumpers, Jay. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? You ever you know what I you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I'll play this one, hold on. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Jake, you're gonna love this news. This comes from Dark Horizons. Adult Swim has announced that the five remaining episodes of the first season of, of uh Samurai Jack creator Jendi Tartakovsky's Primal are coming to the broadcaster on October fourth. That's awesome. Is that going to come to Cartoon Network then? Yes. Yes. Okay. And okay. it should, it should also, I would imagine that it might even drop on HBO Max since a yeah, lot of they, that stuff. They've been advertising Primal like on one of their headline banners when you log into the app for the last week. Yeah. So oh, yeah. They have. In addition, the series has also been renewed for a second season for an additional 10 episodes. The series follows a caveman at the dawn of evolution as he forms an unlikely friendship with an almost extinct dinosaur. This is fucking an incredible series, super violent, no dialogue at all. But man, a lot of emotion. You get it. You get every fucking episode. I love this fucking show. Absolutely. It's an absolute Tupperware. Amazing animation. We're getting... The final five episodes of the first season on October 4th. I was wondering if we were ever going to get them. And we're going to get them on October 4th, so a month from now. And then a second season. We're getting a fucking second season. An additional ten episodes. This is fantastic news. Yeah, hopefully they drop all ten episodes of the second season at once. Or at least one week at a time for ten weeks. Instead of this bullshit, like, half a year, nine month fucking wait that we had to do for this first season. Yeah. But that's yeah. what Adult Swim does, though. I kept going back to Adult Swim after, like, the first month or so, like, waiting for, like, you know, the sixth episode to drop. And after a while, I was just like, I don't know what they're doing with this. I have no but, idea yeah, what they're doing with this. What are the plans for but this? It, but Adult Swim does do that, though. Like, they did that with Battleocalypse, you know, and they've done it with Venture Brothers. Like, they – and they've done the Aqua Team. Or they, they'll give you, like, half the season, take a break, and then they give you, like, the second half. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. At that point, it's two different seasons that as long as they make you wait between the fucking two halves. Yeah, I mean, well, Netflix has done it with BoJack Horseman, you know? Well, fuck, even the last season of Breaking Bad, they broke it up into two parts. Yeah, I blame Sopranos for this trend. What's that? I said that was necessary for Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, well, I think for Breaking Bad, they just did it because... I mean, they knew that 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 Mad Mad Men was wrapping up. Mad Men was done or whatever, and they just wanted to give fucking Cranston another chance at like more Emmys and shit. Yeah, all that shit. (laughs) But how? 
But how long was the break though? And the break that Breaking Bad like a year? I think one season, oh, what okay. nine months? Yeah, it was a while. It, and it was like it was, it, was a, it was a full season. Yeah, like yeah. nine months. I think season season five was like yeah. they 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 broke it up. Into- it was season yeah, it was season five A and five B, but it was really season five and season six. Yeah, 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 yeah. They never officially call it a season six though. Oh. Yeah, because I remember, um, like, there was one season of Metal Apocalypse. It was the third season, and that was the one season where they went from, like, the 15-minute episode to the 30-minute episode, so there were only 10 episodes in the season. They aired five, and they waited, like, 13 months until they aired the next five. That's, and that like, was season three. That's and horrendous. It was, it, and it was agony. I remember, because I loved that show, and I remember being like, Jesus Christ, just like, I just want to I mean, I, I'd season. probably stop watching that on principle. I couldn't because I love the show too much. But yeah, it was like, yeah, over, it was like, yeah, 13 months in, for five episodes, 13 months and five episodes. That was a season. I was like, Jesus Christ, stop. I've never watched Metalocalypse and everybody raves about that show. That's I love that show. It's, it's pretty so funny. It's yeah. so good. I'll have and I don't like, and I hate, like, I, I, I hate, I'm not a metalhead at all. But well, clearly I, you are. But I, but I loved, I, you know what? I actually, I, I have the Death Clock albums. Because they actually released like Death Clock albums. So I actually own those albums and I listen to them. So you're our friend, friend in Smalls. I love Brendan. Home movies. Ugh, oh, I love show. home movies. So yeah. So it's Brendan Small did like, yeah. So Brendan Small did home movies. He did, um, Battleocalypse. Oh, I'll have to check it out then because I love home movies. Rocky it's not the same thing at all. It's completely different. Just warning. Like, it's not at all like her movies, but, but it's still a great show. Rocky Four Director's Cut news from Dark Horizons here. Rocky Four Director's Cut ditches the robot. Did you see this news? I did. Yeah. Stallone, I mean, he's been talking about this, uh, 35th anniversary for Rocky Four and giving us a director's cut. And one of the first things that he said now, he's responding to the fans on his Instagram page. He did reveal one key character from the existing theatrical cut is being removed. The six foot talking robot that Rocky gives his brother-in-law, Polly. He says, the robot is going to the junkyard forever. No more re- robot. I don't like the robot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says eighties like that part of the movie. I fucking love that robot so much, Jake. Oh yeah, it's great. Aww. Why would he get rid of that? That's that's bullshit. Yeah, you're supposed to when you do director's cuts, you're supposed to add scenes, not take them not away. Not take yeah. Oh man, and then when Polly programmed the robot to talk like the woman <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh I fucking love it. Brian, you know what I watched the other day finally? What's that? Creed. Oh, the first one. I hadn't seen it. And yeah. so, um, it was on TV. It was on TV. And uh, I was just flipping the channel and it came on TV and I said, I'm going to, and it was at the beginning. So, you know what? Ooh. I'm watching this. And it was so good. Yeah. So do, good. Do not watch Creed 2. No. I've, I've seen, cl- see, I see, cause that was on that. They put that on HBO last year. So I've seen bits and parts of Creed 2. But yeah, don't watch the whole thing. I see June, but like what I love the most is that like you said where you started it from, which is fantastic. Cause like get that jump off the beginning and enjoy the whole thing because the second movie is just terrible. 
I did not, okay. I didn't like, I, the second movie, completely different director and, um, the, the fighting. Yeah, well, like, it's a different, yeah. Like the box, the, the boxing, the choreography, the, the, the matches aren't as good. Um, and it everything is different. Man, it could have been great because way. it was a huge tie into Rocky Four. And, uh, it right, just, it because just, Drago's son. Yeah, so. it just did not deliver for me at all. I just think you need to keep that integrity. If you're going to do a movie like that, you need to keep that. You need that continuity, you know? Continuity? Continuity. Yeah. yeah I, thought, yeah, I thought you said continuity. <laughs> I cut out. The Creed was a Tupperware. I, I loved it. I love I Creed. It so, good. so fucking good. That so first one's good. Great continuity, continu- continuity in that one. <laughs> <laughs> continuity. I'm cuckoo for continuity. Um... <laughs> Um, Jake, did you see this news about the Evil Dead film? The new one? No, I don't think I did. Dark Horizons uh, had an article. The new Evil Dead film is swapping the forest for the urban jungle. Actor Bruce Campbell was on hand for a Q&A at an Evil Dead screening at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. That Mahoning Drive-In Theater actually has a uh, documentary that we talked about in a previous episode. It's a, kind of a famous drive-in theater. Anyway, he did a Q&A there recently where he briefly talked about the new film and the franchise. Both Campbell and Sam Raimi are producing the project, dubbed Evil Dead Rise, which has Lee Cronin uh, slated to direct. He did a movie called The Hole in the Ground. Uh, Campbell says via Bloody Disgusting that the new film will trade in the woodland setting of the film's past for that of a city. The Evil Dead are going, quote, the Evil Dead are going to fuck up a city this time, is what Bruce says. He said this this would gel with recent rumors a high rise office building would be a key setting for the new film. Cronin was asked to comment by the outlet but declined saying he had to remain tight lipped about the film's secrets. Cronin also wrote the script. Campbell also says he's happy to let others take over. From this point forward, they kind of have to stand on their own, which is fine and liberating. You could have different heroes, different heroines in this case. This one's going to be a little bit more dynamic. We just want to keep the series current, and the mantra really is that heroes and heroines are just regular people. That's what we're going to continue. There's no current. There's currently no word on when the project will begin uh, begin production. I don't know. What do you think, Jake? They're, they're, I mean, I don't know. Mm. What do you think? They're, Sam Raimi's. A, I mean, Sam Raimi was a producer on that Evil Dead remake that they had back in 2013 or 2014 or whenever that thing came out. And they took all the stuff that you saw in the original Evil Dead movie, but they removed, in my opinion, all the humor and added like that more gritty tone. They took out all the humor. And Sam Raimi was an executive producer on that one, too. Yeah, I'm not really interested in this. Uh, the setting change doesn't really do much to pique my interest. Um, Sam Raimi produces a lot. He's my favorite director of all time. But when it comes to him being a producer, he produces a shit ton of terrible movies. Mm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Just because his name's attached to it doesn't mean, like you said, it's going to adapt or keep the tone of his Evil Dead movies. It just means almost that he's allowing it and maybe help fund it. Yeah. Other than that, it doesn't mean much to me. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I may never, I may never even watch this movie. 
So, man. Whoa. I will watch it, but yeah, I might be putting myself through. You know what I mean? I might be putting my, I, I don't know why I'm going to subject myself to something that possibly could be just terrible. Um, and, uh, I, I loved what stars was doing with Ash versus the evil dead. I thought that that was a great series. And I mean, didn't they, did they announce the cancellation of that series before that they even wrapped? Like they, they gave, put out the final episode. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I believe they knew. Oh man. Like, and I fucking love that series. It got canceled. I think after the third season, and like, I feel like that series was awesome. Like, I, was I, so like good. I don't know. It was so uh, good. Uh, moral of the story is like, I don't think you're the only one that thought it was awesome. You know what I mean? I can't believe like, I thought yeah. a lot of people thought it was awesome. And they kept, uh, I mean, American Gods, that first season was great, but like, it shit the bed the second season, then they like, greenlit a third season and all this shit, and, but, but they but canceled. Made it like a few seasons, like, come on. And I felt like the Ash vs. Evil Dead series like really like help get them a lot of subscriptions too yeah and unlike the other evil dead movie it was like a spiritual successor to the original evil dead Mm -hmm. movies right it made sense and the next season was supposed to tie into army of darkness yeah that would have been cool i was so pissed off i was so pissed off when this got canceled it got canceled and when it got canceled that's when Bruce Campbell said, I'm done with Evil Dead. Like, he's not coming back. He's not reprising the role of Ash. And I was just kind of like, and that's another thing about this movie, where it's kind of like a passing of the torch without an official passing of the torch. It's just, we're going to see another character. I think that they are going to, unlike the Evil Dead movie that came out in 2013, they're not going to go with the gritty route. They are going to try to make it more of kind of like a, a spiritual successor to like the original, like humorous, you know, Evil Dead stuff, but man, I can't see anybody other than Bruce Campbell doing this and making it what it is. I feel like it was a hundred percent the chemistry that you had between director and the actor here with Sam Raimi and Campbell. I don't think that we're going to get Cronin and whoever the fuck he's going to get. It sounds like they're going to go with a female lead here. I don't care that I just don't think that anybody can handle that, that can do this the way that Raimi and, and, and Bruce Campbell did. I think it's like, no, it's, it's over. It's over with. And Raimi and Campbell, they were like kind of the fucking action park of filmmakers too. Like Raimi would just beat the <laughs> shit out of Campbell. Wow. All the actors were like, I'm suing him for a million dollars. No, like, yeah. You just can't do it the way that they did it back then. Like yeah. a lot of the, I mean, there's, I, if you watch Evil Dead with me, I can point out the times where Bruce Campbell is physically getting his ass kicked. It's not like any kind of VFX or anything. It's just, and anytime wow. you see anything off screen that's like jabbing or poking or smacking Bruce Campbell, it's Sam Raimi himself holding that object and smacking the shit out of Bruce Campbell with it. Yeah. Like when he gets poked to the eyes by skeleton hands, he's literally getting poked to the eyes <laughs> by skeleton hands. Wow. And Raimi is the one fucking doing the job. And so like you just can't like reenact that kind of shit anymore. Who is Bruce Campbell gonna play in uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? I don't know. That's a good question. It might just be a bit part. In the Marvel movies, like in the Spider-Man yeah. movies, it was always just like a bit part. That's, so it's hard, it, to, it's hard to say. It's a total cameo appearance, but we know he's going to show up. My guess is not he won't be like a Marvel canon character. 
You know, he'll just be whoever. Sure. You, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, it's not going to be like he's not going to come in there and play Modoc or something. <laughs> yeah. So that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be I, fucking I, amazing. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I always thought Bruce Campbell would be a great ringmaster. Oh, shit. If they did that whole story. Yeah, yeah. That Oh, he'd be uh, perfect for that. Yeah, I have a question. Um, so I, I don't, I haven't watched, um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I do have friends who really did love the show and they were really upset when it got canceled. Yeah. Do you think it, it would have had more success if it was on like HBO as, a, like, or show, like as opposed to stars? Cause in terms of, no. I guess a, you don't think? I mean, I, just cause more people have, HBO subscriptions than you do stars. I think it like would have been. You had a platform. She had a platform that had more subscribers. I think. I think it would have been huge if it would have been on like Hulu or Netflix. And Netflix yeah, could have canceled it too after the third season. Who the fuck knows with them? You know. I yeah. mean. Well, yeah, maybe or Amazon Prime. Like, I guess I, yeah. another. If it was on another platform, would it have gone on for more seasons? Well, because like <laughs> HBO stars is. I'm oh, sorry. Oh no, you're good. The only reason I said no to HBO is because like, if you like The Evil Dead, like you're gonna get it. It doesn't matter if it's HBO or Stars, but if it's Netflix, if it's more like a widespread platform, then it's obviously gonna get more views. So I guess because like, I, I, I feel that. like HBO is more widespread. I feel like everyone has HBO now. But you think that it like Stars would want to keep this because it did bring in a lot of subscriptions. I, 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 I don't understand why stars canceled this. I'd be, and, and from what everything I've read, it, it feels like Bruce Campbell was kind of like shocked at this news too. Like he, I think that he fully believed that they were going to get a season four. And I think that's one of the reasons he was kind of like, you know what? You canceled it. I'm fucking done. I'm done with the character. You were lucky to get this. I remember hearing him years ago and he would compare it to like, um, you know, Indiana Jones coming back. Like, Oh, who wants to see old man Ash come back and fucking, you know, with his walker and try to, you know, you know, do all this shit that he did when he was younger and relive his heydays and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, I, I think he was kind of like you saying that for humorous reasons, but like when we got the show, it lived up to everything that I ever wanted in, in seeing his character come back. I fucking loved it. I loved it. I loved Ashy Slashy, the puppet. I fucking loved everything that they brought to the series. It was fucking great. I almost bought the Ashy Slat, the Ashy Slashy puppet that they put out as a, as a, as like a, uh, like a little puppet that you could buy. I, I fucking loved it. And I just, I feel like he feels slighted that they were can that it was canceled. I think he firmly believed that they were coming back for a season four. I think, like, yeah. uh, jo- I've met him at conventions, like in between, like when, when the show was hot. Yeah. I met him at conventions and he was fucking high, bro. Like he was high on the show. 
Like he wasn't high on drugs. I mean, he might have been high on drugs, but he was like hyped up about the show, dude. Like, yeah. He would ask you questions about the show. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? You know what I mean? Like he was into the show. I think it hurt him that it got canceled, dude. It, it 100%. Had, yeah. Man. It was so good. And I love the fucking like the well, new, the new like characters. It's personal to him. The new characters that they introduced. I loved, uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but Pedro and even like the, the other female lead that they had in it. I thought that they were fucking great additions. I thought they had great chemistry with Bruce Campbell in that series. It was so good. It was so fucking fantastic. I loved that show. It, it felt, it, it had everything that I loved from the Evil Dead in it. Like all the, the effects and like the makeup mm-hmm. and everything. It was so fucking great. I think you can watch those first three seasons. I think they're all on Netflix now. Yeah, I think you're right. They are on Netflix. Yeah. Tom Cruise news from Dark Horizons. Did you guys see this? Tom Cruise isn't just the star, but also the longtime producer of the Mission Impossible film franchise. And as a producer, he's determined to make sure production on the currently shooting seventh film is as safe as possible, even if it comes at a major personal expense. The Sun reports that the Cruise has... I love they call him the Cruise. The Cruise... The cruise. the cruise has hired a large cruise ship named the Hurtigruten watercraft to be used by the cast and crew of the movie while filming in Norway in an effort to protect against infection. So the, you know, the, uh, the COVID-19, the rental of the ship for the shoot is said to be costing crews in the ballpark of $700,000. This is coming out of his own pocket. The ship will keep the necessary cast and crew isolated from the general public as much as possible, and everyone staying on board will undergo daily testing to catch any cases of infection before they can spread. Shooting for the movie continues at a steady pace, with recent photos showing crews doing a motorcycle stunt involving riding a bike off a giant ramp 500 feet in the air. Christopher McCree. Jesus Christ. I don't know. <laughs> Cruz and and, 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 and and fucking David Blaine. Jesus. So, are you still on Tom Cruise or are you on Eat Look and Evil? I, I know. I know. Christopher McQuarrie helms both. Christopher McQuarrie's behind this movie and the eighth and the eighth movie. They're going to be filming these back to back. This is uh, expected to serve as the swan song, swan song for Cruz's Ethan Hunt character. So they're saying that these should be the last two movies in the Mission Impossible franchise. But man, the guys, the guy is putting out seven hundred thousand dollars of his own money to fucking rent this ship. Um, and the keep, cruise, yeah, the cruise, the cruise, cruise, the cruise, I, cruise. I could just hear Miss Rebecca Dude, how just like rolling her eyes. <laughs> Whatever, what? Come what on, cruise are you on? I'm on the cruise, cruise, Rebecca. Yeah, this like, is this is cool. I love. I uh, I know Rebecca's Rebecca. Rolling her eyes she's right totally rolling her eyes, but I think I think it's fucking cool. I also loved. I don't know about you guys. Did you guys watch the video of Tom Cruise watching Tenet at the theater? I, don't oh, know. I, I saw it, the but, article. I heard about it. Oh, I watched the video. They showed the video on online. I fucking loved it. it was His being, reactions it. to it. You love it because Tom Cruise knows what it. Tom Cruise is a fucking. He knows what goes into filmmaking. He knows what goes into these scenes. He gets hyped up, man. <laughs> When Tom Cruise yeah. gets hyped up, I get hyped up. Dude, dude, and when you get hyped up over Tom Cruise getting hyped up, 
I get <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Brian. That means so much to me, man. It does, man. I mean it. I You're love it. You get hyped up through somebody else, get hyped up through me. Man. I know. That's it's, awesome. It's fucking, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a beautiful thing. I love fucking, I, I love Tom Cruise movies. He's super uncomfortable. I think, uh, Scientology got two new members. <laughs> Oh, just knock it off. Oh, hey, hey. Now you now you now you're jumping way ahead. You've done it. But yes, I am part of the church now, so uh <laughs> let's just get that news out there. You gotta disconnect from us. Oh, Ron Hubbard. We uh before we move on from the uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, um, <laughs> about the guy doing the jet pack. Dude, that? dude, dude. Um, dude, yeah. They, uh, fucking, uh, two different, was it, two different, was it two different commercial air, airline pilots, uh, yeah, from reputable, jet- from reputable fucking airlines. So this yeah. is not bullshit. Like, two, they saw a fucking guy. With a with a with a jetpack <laughs> flying yeah. around at three thousand feet, and they're trying to find out who this guy is because he's breaking yeah, some I, laws. Uh, uh, fucking yes. Cruise. You think it's Tom Cruise? Oh, why do you think I brought it up, bro? <laughs> Tom, I don't know. I was thinking it was either him or David Blaine. It's an impossible fucking nine. We are going hard, bro. <laughs> That's dude. That, did you see this story, Jake? No. Yeah, man. Some I guy saw, fucking. I saw it. He has blasters on his fucking back. Dude. Yeah, we got a fucking. We got the Mandalorian slash Rocketeer flight around at three thousand feet. <laughs> Yo, there's a meme going around saying like, "Oh, what else does 2020 have?" And a guy with like those side eye memes. Yeah. And it's, oh, Mandalorians. Oh my god, fucking like yeah, we got the fucking real Tony Stark flying around up there and shit. <laughs> awesome. Right. Like these like pilots are like come on. No, but the bro. government like, is like in but the government is investigating this. Yeah, they want to because up. this guy's broken some some laws flying in it. What was he naked? <laughs> yeah, he was he was <laughs> oh, he ran through and got a crunch wrap afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to have per- you have to be you have to permission to be in the airspace. Like Well yeah, that <laughs> shouldn't arrive through Taco Bell on a rocket, Nick. Dude, he fucking he went I, he, yeah. he 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 ordered off that dollar menu, man. <laughs> yeah. So no, they're so they're looking for I mean it's like a possible like national security issue as well, just because Dude, I love that. Like, po- no, that exactly, do- yeah, that dollar menu. That dollar menu, man. If you want to stretch your dollar, get one of those beefy uh, Fritos burritos. Those things. <laughs> they got rid of those, bro. They got rid of the beefy Fritos burrito. Yeah, dude. Mom. I just went yesterday. Man. You motherfuckers, dude. I but I still get. I I used to always get the fucking the the potato soft taco. You ever get that fucking thing? Uh. Oh, the spicy potatoes. Oh, the oh, spicy potatoes. Yeah. Those are gone too. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm like so fired up about it. Oh, that sucks, dude. I used to get that shit all the time. Wait, Jake the Snake, you did not say they were gone. I thought all potato products were gone from Taco Bell now. Dude, oh, they well, had the fucking, what about, what about the, the nacho fries? They're not coming back? No. What the fuck? Oh, Jake. <laughs> what have you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, the Taco Bell's been getting lots of heat because they're like really reducing their menu right now. Bro, their potato shits were probably like 
whenever I went to Taco Bell, I always got a potato product. Oh, Whether dude. Like oh, a potato griller. Or the, oh, the fucking griller, dude, with the fucking bacon oh, and the sour cream. and So the, good. Oh, it's so and good. what they call that, like, corny-ass little cup of potatoes you get? What do they call that? <laughs> Yes, they're good too. <laughs> yeah, man. The Fiesta potato, like the crisp, the crispy crowns, or whatever the fuck they were. Oh, it's a Fiesta potatoes. Oh and man, Fiesta oh. potatoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm just getting a little worked up over the. Yeah, the are you telling me that I can, like if I if I left about. right now, I would not be able to get a spicy potato soft taco. I don't think so. They're my favorite. I love those two, dude. <laughs> they, they were your favorite. You just, you just broke Winkler's heart. <laughs> I mean, I Wait, his heart is broken right now. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm fucking tore up about this shit. I'm not too. alone. Brian, you like them too, right? I love them, man. I fucking, all the time I would get this they're spicy so potato soft taco. Like dollar twenty, bro. Oh, that's with tax. <laughs> Dude, I remember. I remember when they it, like before the dollar menu, man. Back in the day, like back in the nineties, you could get a bean burrito for like forty nine cents there. Oh yeah, I remember that too. Dude, that Bullshit. shit was awesome. You could come in. Yeah. With, you could come in with a fucking dollar, and you could get a fucking bean burrito and a water. Yep. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> yeah, man, it was awesome, man. It's fucking awesome. And if you want, if you want, you just got that water cup. And if you were fucking slick about it and shit, you could take oh, that yeah, water cup and, soda. and you would fill that shit up with soda. And those motherfuckers yeah. would be none the wiser. <laughs> you have your water, you have your like smooth talking friend talk to him, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting water. Diet Dr Pepper, bitch. Oh, they had Pepsi products. They had Pepsi products. Oh, I always get sweet. I always, you know, we're in the south. I always get the sweet tea. But yeah, I get the water cup, and then be like, products. They would not care. Diet Dr Pepper, dude. Me and my friends used to. When I was when I was a teenager, we got kicked out of fucking Shoney's buffet because one of us would buy the buffet and the rest of us would fucking like. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we would we would fucking fill our pockets up with shit, and then we'd go out back and fucking like pull out what food. <laughs> we would check too many times. Blaine check, bro. I remember you got yo Jake. You ever seen Blaine check? Dude, this kid gets run over by like this rich guy, and he's on a bicycle. And the rich guy is like, hey, kid, I don't got time to worry about your fucking injuries. How much? Oh, I've seen blank check. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see it. Just dude. gives him like a million dollars. It's, isn't it Brian Bonzal who was like the younger kid yeah, in, in, uh, so. family ties? Yeah, yeah dude, I think so. It's a fun movie. He was like, oh, you're going on your first date? All right. Well, put Ziploc bags in your pockets and go to a buffet <laughs> and put all the food in your pocket. We and did that. Save it for the movie after. And he's like, oh, ah, dude, that's weird. He goes, no, dude, that's next level. And then like 20 years later, I'm like, holy fuck, it is next level, bro. <laughs> that shit's on Disney Plus, man. Do you like check? 
Oh, yeah. I gotta watch that shit, man. It's been forever. Yeah. But we, yeah, so we oh, fucking put so many chicken wings in their pockets. We got yelled at at Shoney's for doing that. They told us to leave, but really? man, yeah, we once but we had all the food we needed, and we when we got out of there, we were eating the the fucking the popcorn shrimp on the we were <laughs> eating it in the alley of Shoney's. <laughs> Oh my God, Karen Duffy's in this movie. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh man, but Brian, Brian, like at Clemson, um, like one of the um, like cafeterias on campus, like it was there was one where like you could only go through the line once, mm-hmm. and so you'd always have some like people, and I did it too. But like you were still hungry, or you'd be like, oh crap, I didn't see that. So then, like if you saw someone you knew that came in, you would be like, hey, hey, when you go through, like grab me like another like apple pie or something and then we got in trouble okay. because um yeah we got in wait, trouble. We wait, got you clemson, right? yes i mean clemson might be a prestigious school but like why are they skimping on fucking apple no, 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 pie no. it was only one it was, it was like, only one of them it was like it was only one we had a couple cafeterias it was only but one of them like you could only get but that the one had that had the best food uh, like you could only go through the line once I know, like your quarterback next year is going to go number one overall in the draft. So yeah. they're not hurting over pudding. We had a guy in our neighborhood during Halloween that would fucking, you and would, I'm not kidding. He had like instead of like the little fucking like the little tiny candy bars. He, had, I'm not kidding you. He pulled out a silver a, a silver platter with. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is no, this is no fucking joke. He pulled out a silver platter. I love going to this house. A silver platter that had the full candy bars on it. Full candy bars. A silver platter. And it was beautiful. Like it was so awesome. So like when we learned about that neighbor doing it, we would take our costume from the previous year and then change into that shit and then go back to the house. Oh yeah, totally. We're getting like full size fucking like O. Henry's and full size fucking like I'm Snickers bars and shit and three musketeers. It was insane. Had your parents ever like asked you about those guys though? You you too, Jake. When you came home with like really dope ass candy bars, did your did your parents ever go like, hey, where'd you get that from? No, my parents didn't care. They were all about it. Uh, what about you, Brian? No, they didn't care. I mean, oh, my mom was like, "Where the fuck did you get this king size three musketeers?" My parents like my, my parents were right down the road. My parents were hoping she just yells at them, and they're just a really nice guy, just trying to like give back. My mom just screaming at him like he's a pedophile or something. No, my no, but we had we had one of those in our neighborhood. There's this old man in our neighborhood. I think he was he was you know a widower and. Every Halloween, he always gave out glow sticks, but he only had a limited number. So you went to his house first. So you get yourself a glow stick. And then at Christmas, he had this old Corvette and he like would put it in his front yard at Christmas and he'd put a Santa in it. But then he attached like an arm to a record player. So it looked like the Santa was waving at you. Maybe he was a pedophile. That's fucking weird, bro. Yeah, he's a pedophile. (laughs) Now that I'm saying it out loud, yeah, that guy's a pedophile. Yeah, we had a guy that would like... Um, make us suck his penis. So, uh, <laughs> I, I was always kind of like, I, I, as I got older, I kind of realized like, I, I think that guy's a pedophile. He didn't even have full size candy bars either. Yeah. Oh I think it, it was, it was, <laughs> this thing is like, bro, I got a third of a thousand. Grand. Yeah. All he had was chunkies. That's $30,000 dog. 
<laughs> yeah, now, now, honestly, like, now that I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, my God, that guy's a total pedophile. Shit. Okay, we live down the street from that guy. Nah, awesome. Dude, yeah. June, like, it's fucking good because in my town, no, we had a... Not. What do you mean it's good? That's not good. No, no, well, no it's pedophile? good for you because you at least knew it, dude. My guy was my art teacher, bro. My town's pedophile was my art teacher. Ugh. And they, uh... Uh, Thanksgiving, right? We all, all the kids head off on like the Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, right? Yeah. So we all head off and all the kids went to the art teacher's house to like put up these like really nice displays, bro. Like he was a great painter and he did all the Disney movies. And Winkler was like, draw me like one of your friends' girls. <laughs> well, oh, <sorry>. <laughs> What is this episode devolved in? I don't know. No idea. It's me. It's me like learning stuff about my childhood. Like, oh my god! Like, really an old man was a bad man. I'm not gonna go there. But moral of the story: my uh, art teacher did a whole thing where uh, he painted nice portraits and he put them up for the whole town to come see. And we used to help him out around uh, Thanksgiving. So that was my about that so it wasn't bad or anything so sorry brian oh dude that was long and drawn out and i never <laughs> I you know. saw me now bro because you make me like watch my steps like i'm walking <laughs> a mind our uh our gym teacher growing up fucking would when we had to take showers in gym class would pull out a fucking <laughs> he would pull out one of those lawn chairs and watch us know. Serious? Is I'm that guy in jail? Dead fucking. I'm be? dead fucking serious because, like, is he? No, I'm, is he in jail? Well, he's, like, he's like, some of you guys, you guys are stinky and you're not taking showers, and so he'd pull out a fucking lawn chair and watch and make sure that the guys were all taking showers. So that is horrific. That guy needs to be in fucking jail right now. Build Disney products, or is he? In, or is he dead? Like, is he dead or is he in jail? Like. Both options are good. I don't know what happened to him, but he was a, Jesus Christ. He was Ryan. A, he was a total alcoholic. I would see him at the liquor yeah. store all the time with like a big He's fucking dead. grocery bag yeah. full well, of like not, alcohol. He will be. Brian, cut this from the episode, bro. No, I, no, I'm not cutting anything. Don't say that. it if you want me to cut it because I'm not cutting shit out of this episode. <laughs> Do not well, say. It. I'll come help you kill that guy that tried to touch you. Oh, he, oh. whoa, dude. Wow. Wow. Okay. I might have to cut that. This episode got really dark. Yeah, I might yeah. have to cut that one. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, God. He, he's like, wow. I don't. Ugh, but I got, I got Mandalorian news, though. Can we, can we move on to Marvel news? Can we move? <laughs> and also to Marvel news, because, yeah, I have something. Hey, yo, Brian, all I'm saying is I got your back, bro. Oh, no. I know. It's like you're telling me to, like, Cut that from the episode, and it sounds like you want to cut him. Literally, it's it's <laughs> it's good. Yeah, listen, man, you fuck with my boy, you fuck with me. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, oh my girl, uh, oh. uh, Winkler, Winkler, what are you gonna do with you, buddy? Um, uh, Marvel news. Chadwick Boseman. This comes from the direct dot com. Chadwick Boseman reportedly kept cancer battle private from Marvel Studios and Disney, and. Uh, I mean, I guess we all kind of assume this, yeah, but um, the Hollywood Reporter reported yeah. from a source close to Bozeman himself that the actor was convinced until about a week 
before his death that he was going to beat cancer and plan to uh, gain back his lost weight in time for the sequel to Black Panther in September in advance of its scheduled March 2021 production start. And uh, he kept everything a secret from um, this was a, in a report, a detailed report from Tatiana Siegel of The Hollywood Reporter that he kept knowledge of his illness from not only his co-actors and directors, but Disney and Marvel Studios. So I think we all kind of assumed that, but, um, yeah. yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, kind of like this, this, this article by the Hollywood reporter kind of like confirmed all of our suspicions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we, like, we kind of, oh, go ahead, Mike. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 it's your show. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we kind of like all the math kind of pointed to this, like how long we were going to wait to do Black Panther 2, just what we had found, like, we found out how long he had had the cancer after he passed away. Mm-hmm. Like we all kind of assumed that he hid this from everyone. I mean, we were just last episode talking about whether or not Spike Jones knew or not Spike, uh, Jones, Spike, Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody but his family knew. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was his, uh, uh apparently real quick. according to real quick here, uh, uh, according to this uh, source, they said that, uh, no one involved with black Panther was aware and it was Bozeman's wish to keep his cancer battle, cancer battle private. So go ahead, Winkler. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, Brian. Um, but you should have been sorry about not. threatening to kill my fucking gym teacher. On the episode. Well, he was trying to touch you and your friend. No, he was just watching us as we were nude and bathing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Winkler, are you the drunkest person we've ever had on this podcast right now? <laughs> Yo, no, I think that was Steve myself. So mad. No. What are you what, what are you, what are you drinking? Moonshine? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be me. I'm in South Carolina. That no. The moonshine's down here. So. It's like Winkler's like making his own moonshine in his bathtub tonight <laughs> and drink. <laughs> By the way, I think Steve Mycel might have been one of the drunkest, at least recently. No, there's no way. Winkler is way drunker than Steve Mycel was. <laughs> I, I would agree. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, now he's all quiet. Brian sounds sober right now. I now know. And I, I think, I, I think I'm like six beers in and Winkler sounds like he drank an entire brewery at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had one of those dog tranquilizers. <laughs> no. Now he's all quiet and I feel bad. What's going on, Winkler? Did we lose him? Oh no. Oh shit, someone turned no, him muted. on his back. No, he's muted. He's muted. He's probably talking this entire time in a drunk, <laughs> in a oh drunk. <laughs> Why can't you guys hear me? <laughs> no, now he's upset because we pointed out that he's, yeah, that he's a little the inebriated. The in the history of PCL. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. Michael, I'm pretty drunk too. We lost like, them. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, the show must go on. Michael, come back to us. Come back to us, Michael. Oh, no. June, I know you had something that yeah. you wanted to say about uh, Chadwick Boseman, I think. Was yeah. it? So, yeah, one quick thing. So on Sunday, because um, Chadwick Boseman is um, 
a native of South Carolina. So they uh, ordered the flags um, on the state house to be lowered to half staff on Sunday. Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, and that was really like very moving. Um, but the one thing that I wanted to like direct uh, listeners to, though, and I heard this uh, earlier this week, there is um, a program on NPR called Consider This. And there's, um, they did an episode, it's only 12 minutes long, but it's called Race Hollywood and the Rise of Chadwick Bozeman. It's real, it's wonderful. I really highly recommend this. Brian, I can send you the link, um, to this, but basically it, they kind of, sh- um, have clips of former, like a previous interviews they did with Chadwick Bozeman and some speeches uh, that he did. Oh, wow. Michael. We're graced by Michael. Uh, oh, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. I got yeah, I got bailed out by I don't know, I had like a thunderstorm come through or something. Oh, okay. We were wondering if you were okay. You okay? Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> this is not awkward at all. This is uh No, it's not. Um so should I should I continue? I don't know. I mean, really, I don't know if he should. <laughs> I'm kind of confused now. I kind of want to linger on what fucked up <laughs> happenings are happening right now. I, I don't know. I'm so confused. No, I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. I feel like I, you ever have you ever been out with a group of friends and then like drunk guy stumbles into the conversation that you've never met before. <laughs> and now, now, now you're talking to uh drunky McGee and you, you know, like literally like moments ago, this guy was non-existent in your world. And now he's like center stage, drunky McGee. I feel like I'm sorry. I'm fucking crying right now. <laughs> We were having a conversation about Chadwick Boseman, and then all of a sudden, Drunky McGee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Winkler, you still there, bro? <laughs> no, he's on mute again. He's on mute. All right, show must go on. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I can't can I cry. Oh god. <laughs> this is this is so funny. Jake is on mute now. He's laughing his ass off, I guarantee you. Okay. He has Okay, I'm gonna continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna pull myself together. Okay, Whew. All right, I'm gonna pull myself together. I'm gonna continue. Anyway, I highly recommend people listening, uh, to this piece on NPR, um, because it ends, uh, with Chadwick Boseman singing, um, cause it was from a previous interview to NPR on another program that they did, and that host, what he does is he asks his guests to end the show by singing. And so um, you get to hear Chadwick Boseman sing, and it's really beautiful. Um, it's, it's like 12 minutes long, but it's highly worth a listen. But, Brian, I will send you the link to this. Yeah. And um, But, yeah, it just it just felt really good because they talk about how 
Denzel Washington paid for his tuition. Yeah. One yeah. one something yeah, to go yep. study at Oxford and it just and then there's a really great I didn't know about this. Wasn't one of his Bozeman. wasn't one of his teachers Felicia Rashad? One of his She wasn't one of the teachers, but she was like she was like on the she I think she she was she was involved with the universe with Howard University. Okay. Somehow. I don't think she was a faculty member, but she was like on the board of trustees or an alum like you know, an alumna, and she was associated with the university in some way. And so she reached out to Denzel and said, we have 10 students who want, who, who are eligible to go study abroad and Oxford. We need help. We need financial aid for tuition. And Denzel said, yeah, I'll totally pay money for that. And so that's a very moving story, but there's a great story that Chad Bone talks about um, how he was signed on to do a show, but he didn't like, the representation um, of African-American culture in the show and he left it and how for him, how important it was to take roles that he felt honored his culture and his race. And so I, I, it's, it's very inspiring and um, it definitely ties with the heartstrings. So yeah, I'll send this to you. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. Race Hollywood and the rise of Chadwick Boseman on NPR, but yeah, I'll send this link to you right now. They're, they've got uh 42, his uh, movie uh, back in theaters. It's back in theaters. I, I was checking today. AMC is playing uh 42 in some of their theaters right now. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw that too. And you know, it's so funny, like where he's, where his hometown, Anderson, South Carolina, that is down the road for right from where I currently am. Um, like I know that I know that town uh, fairly well. So uh, yeah, he's our native son of South Carolina, and we very much miss him. What is going on with Michael Winkler right now? Hey, uh, I I didn't want to like jump in. I heard uh, June talking, so I'm just <laughs> <standing> by. <laughs> I got disconnected before and then reconnected and just kind of stood by. Dude, I think you've Jake, been. Jake, are you good? Jake, I, how are you doing? Honestly, I think you've been kind of. I think you've been kind of disconnected from the last like hour of the show. Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Winkler. I fucking love this guy. All right, nah, but all I want to say about uh, you know, Bozeman was that him lying to like uh, Disney and saying like he was fine and all that was definitely like. All insurance bullshit and behind the screen shit because even if somebody suffering from cancer like that is okay to act, um, with all the, you know, logistics and the insurance, everything gets thrown out the window. So when I read that article that you posted today, or it might have been yesterday, but, um, yeah, I, I bought it. I bought that. He was keeping it to himself and his family. Like they knew he was going to be gone within a couple of years and they're going to let him do his art and his craft and he's going to go the way he wants to go. And for him to relay that to the Disney folk, it's like, I don't know, man. Cause then that's, that puts so much liability on Disney. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like any like any stunts they do for Black Panther, anything is all on Disney. I, I just can't imagine a world where we didn't get Chadwick Boseman as our Black Panther. So well, I mean, no, that, and that's why we got it. 
I'm so glad that we got to see him as Black Panther. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Oh, you're going to make me try, dude. He was awesome, dude. He was my, he's, he's dude, our, he he's was, everyone's, he's the he world's was Black, my Black Panther. Well, yeah. He was my Black Panther and he is my Black Panther. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred fucking percent. I 100% agree. He is my Black Panther. He is, he is, he embodied the character. He was fucking amazing. I saw that movie five times in theaters, Jake. I absolutely loved it, man. Yeah, it's so good. I, I tried to watch it again. Um, I can't. After his passing. I can't. Yeah, I got like 10 minutes. Yeah, it made me like, so upset. I can't. Oh, That's I what wait. happened to me too. It made me On so Saturday. Upset. I can't yeah, last do it. Last Saturday, I tried to, and I got, I got 10 minutes in. Yeah. And then I started crying. It and I overwhelming. Off. They're saying that he recorded, they're saying that he recorded his lines for the, uh, what if episode. Oh, that's just heartbreaking. Oh, I'll fucking cry to that too. Yeah. I don't care. Dude, I like, as soon as I found out this, my stepmother told me and, um, I just went straight to the chat, straight to the, uh, C2E2 chat. And I'm like, this is where I go when I get sad about like, comic book shit or movie shit or anything I get really sad about, this is where I come. And, uh, yeah, I just got really sad and had a good cry and everybody in the chat was there. Everybody was there. Yeah. So it's like, everybody's experiencing this with you. I think you're not alone. I think the, I think, I think the world kind of like was shocked and I mean, for the most part, I, I, I didn't see, uh, you know, I try to avoid like all the, the shitty comments that people make. So I haven't seen any, but oh, I, I sure. think for the most part, I've I actually seen, haven't seen any. I, I haven't seen a single comment. But it's scumbags, I think, even know when to die down a bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, usually they don't. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, DC news, I guess Zack Snyder has seen Wonder Woman 1984 and he said, thanks gal. I can't wait for fans to see you in Wonder Woman 84, which is an amazing movie and you're amazing in it. And Patty, of course, did an amazing job. So you guys are awesome, an awesome team and minds are going to be blown away when they see the movie. So Zack Snyder kind of being, I don't know, just, just saying he loved it. I mean, Zack Snyder was the one that basically kind of like was, uh, kind of, he gave Gal her first shot at the character and, um. Kind of like gave birth to her. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand why he loved the movie, but, uh, we'll see when the movie comes out. I'm, I'm still. I'm Zack Snyder and I'm in good graces with WB, so I will be a company <laughs> show again. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. I mean, I'm still apprehensive because I got, um, I watched the, I didn't watch it online. I guess it, the trailer that was in Tenet. For uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, um, was well, the you one saw that it was theater. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, so I saw the theater, and I remember that's the first time I saw it, and I was still like, I don't know, it didn't ease any doubt. Like, I'm just, I'm really apprehensive about it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I mean, too. I'm really nervous. I'm like really nervous just because the first one I thought was so good, mm-hmm. and I think this uh, one too. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I ho- you know what? I hope. I hope I, I'm I wrong. Really, I want it to be good. I we've, want. To be, I really want it to be good. We've been wrong before, so hopefully it'll be good. Um, DC, other DC news. Um, news this week broke that Robert Pattinson has tested positive for COVID nineteen. 
Um, I read the art, this article from Daily Mail and it's unverified, a hundred percent unverified. They said Batman crew are working around the clock to shoot without Robert Pattinson after he tests positive for COVID-19 amid uh. fears a production shutdown could cost five million. Production crew on the Batman are working around the clock to try and film scenes without him. Uh, Hollywood actor 34, who is understood to have turned up on the set with a temperature, will have to stay away from filming for 14 days while he recovers to ensure he doesn't spread the deadly virus. Um, then, yeah, they had an insider say, anything that can be shot and does not involve Pattinson will now go ahead, this insider said. And, um, that was like quickly debunked the next day because Dark Horizons had a, a report where they said, uh, despite a report in the British press that filming had already begun again, um, variety reports that production on Matt Reeves, the Batman remains paused following the positive COVID-19 diagnosis of a key member of the production, widely reported to be Robert Pattinson. Crew members are still doing construction work on sets and props at Warner Brothers Studios in Leavesden, UK. But people on the film team who are in contact with Pattinson are quarantining and contact tracing is underway. It's expected shooting will not recommence until roughly two-week quarantine period ends. It is also unclear if Pattinson has symptoms of the disease or if he is asymptomatic. So these reports that they're filming everything without him and moving forward. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's bullshit. Well, he can't. Yeah, I mean, if he came he in contact with people yeah, on... it's unbelievable. Yeah. You have to quarantine for 14 days. And so, yeah, there's no way that they were that anybody not, that they're still filming. Yeah. Well, no, they could still be filming. I mean, that's, that's a thing. They could still be filming like any random shit, but they're not filming product with Rob Pattinson. Well, I, I don't mean, they're filming random here. shit either. I think that's right. an well, easy story no, to make I get up. that. Anybody that but had, came, that anybody that had come into contact with him while they were filming, I mean, just to be safe, right. you have to quarantine, I think, everyone for two weeks. That's so, what I'm saying, like, Brian. Like, let me get like, this yeah, clear. Everybody right? is. Like, well, real quick though, let me just like understand this. So, like, everybody filming him before this wasn't put on the list, and they're still working, right? No. No, no one's working. No, because if you had contact with him, then you have to quarantine. So that does okay. put production so, that that does put production at, at a halt. Matt Reeves has to quarantine. There's no yeah. there's no filming. Okay. There's no filming being done at this point. The right. only people that are doing They have it, those but they do have those sections that I've been reading that they're filming still. That, that well that that was a bullshit report that I read from Daily Mail oh, okay. and then then okay. and then and then Variety has basically broke the story that that is not true that production right. production filming hold on let me finish filming has paused they are not going to start filming again the only people that are working and doing anything are people that are involved in the construction on the sets and props for the movie. That is the only thing going forward. Nothing is being filmed at all. Well, because the construction people didn't have, con- you know, like why? Exactly. Why would they 100%. Have- yeah. Why would they? Uh, I don't think we should be having contact with Winkler in this episode. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Star, Star Wars news. <laughs> we got to wrap this one. Mandalorian, yeah. Mandalorian season two premiere is going to be October 30th. We got the official Woo! October 30th uh, date. I am super Look. excited for this because Yay. I need, I need this in my life right now. I need to mainline some Mandalorian. Jesus Christ. I need baby Yoda. I need more baby Yoda in my life. Oh, right he, now. he dies. I, he I dies in the, see that Robert Rodriguez episode. He dies in the first episode. I hear. No, shut two. up. You fuck you, Brian. No, we got. No, I hear, uh, John, Giancarlo Esposito uses that, uh, that fucking dark saber no. and cuts his little baby his, Yoda head off. Apparently his daughters were like, Daddy, you don't kill Baby Yoda, do you? Because that would be terrible. <laughs> like, they would have a say anyway. Dude, they fucking, they dark saber his fucking head. He gets, no. they cut it right oh, off. 100%, yes. bro. Precious. <laughs> yeah, you want to know Christmas Rose Beast? No. You not hurt Baby Yoda. He's so cute. I need more Baby Yoda. I need more. I need Mandalorian to come out now. We'll wait a month. No, you, we're gonna get more Baby Yoda. It's just the toys are gonna be like decapitated Baby Yoda. We're like, <laughs> you push a button on yeah. his back and his head pops off. Have like a Baby no. Yoda head stretch. Sorry, ball. I made you guys feel uncomfortable, but oh no, and, <laughs> and you have not helped at all in, in making in. It. I'm kidding. I'm totally well, kidding. No, I'm sure. I'm. I'm gonna bounce. Uh, no, stop it. Sorry. Stop it. We are about to wrap up anyway. Stop it. Don't. Oh, no. Right, this is the thing. This is the thing where one of our guests gets all um a little bit butthurt over over the treatment, and then and then I'm viewed as a bully I for, the, for the next. Hoity might have been better there. Hoity toity. Hoity toity. One of our guests gets a little hoity toity. Yeah, I think that was way better. I know. Is this such a toity is like when you like think you're more well off. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, being snobby. I don't know if that's the right. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Winkler? You think you think you're better than the rest of us? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh man. You know what, dude? Let's just. You know what? Final fucking. <laughs> here we go. Final end game right here. The final prize. Yeah. A GameCube match. Me, Brian, Jake, and a person of their choosing. We all go face to face three out of five on Mario Kart Double Dash. I'm down, but there's no online capability for that game. So we'll have to land it, bro. We'll have to land it next year. Oh my god, what is happening? Winkler, Winkler, I'm so glad I met you at C2E2. I have to say, I had so much fun with you. Yeah, because I'll be dead before the next C2E2. No, no, because you, I need to see you. I need to see you holding a Brooks bottle of bourbon like a baby. Because that was it was really funny. But yeah, you did like that, and that was really good bourbon, by the way, Brooke. So, no, yeah. I, know. I, I definitely like paid Brooke like a bunch of money for it, though. Too. You, I just at one point you were kind of cradling it because it was so good. 
I want to cradle this episode in my. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, I'll, bet. I'll see you later. I want to. I'm trying to make Michael feel better. Listen, listen. Right, I want to. I want to cradle this episode no, in my arms, right. and I want to smother a pillow over its face and end it you right now. Pillow fuck it. Sure, why not? I just yeah, I want to pillow fuck this episode. <laughs> We, we let, we're ending this. I have no idea, Jake, what is <laughs> happening in, in this episode <laughs> at all. This is just this is fucking madness. This is fuck. I feel I like, like how at one point you tried to say Steve was drunker. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> I know, like I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. Steve, I'm sorry. I'm halfway through this episode, halfway through this fucking episode, that Charlie Kaufman movie made sense. I I, I mean seriously, this is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> June, thank you for thank you for joining us on this one. <laughs> sorry, I'm crying right now because love is so hard. <laughs> Michael Winkler, thank you so much, man. It's me- memorable. Sir, maybe not for you. You might not remember this until you listen to it. <laughs> did he leave? Did he go? Where is he? Oh, he did leave. He fucking left. Winkler. Oh, no. What the fuck? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he did leave. Oh, shit. I don't know. Wow. Michael, we love you. We do. Oh, no. Oh, this is not awkward at all. <laughs> no, my, Michael, you are awesome and we love you. You guys say encouraging stuff too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, well done, Michael. <laughs> Just stop it, be nice. <laughs> I can't. And just like all good leftovers say the doggy bags. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftovers. And for the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and
Masculinity, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't embrace it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftover. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture.